We're live, pal. Welcome, everybody, to the soft open of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be uh, very soft, very soft. Later, it'll get rock hard. That's right. Thanks to Bluetooth. <laughs> we don't have a Bluetooth sponsorship, right. Kevin. Let's start with that shit. We'll try. I can add it to the list. <laughs> yeah, they sponsor everybody. We got a huge show tonight, though. Carl Fredericks is joining us, the Alpha yeah. Wolf. The big four from the L.A. Dojo. He joins us in about 15 minutes. Uh, Tony T-Donk, the uh, alpha dog, alpha shit. Alpha the person jerk. Who, uh, Kevin, has a, uh, Kevin, the more you talk about your theory, the more I'm st- I believe it. It's Dude, he hates guests, doesn't want to talk to people, barely wants to talk to us, hates them. Uh, Oh, the day! Oh, the day got away from me. <laughs> oh, the day got away from me. Oh, this kid's like twenty-seven years old. He's still helping him with tests. Like, well, think he got to get into one of them uh, fancy white people schools. I thought he already did. I think he's only like he's not even in high school yet. I don't listen. I, my parents stopped helping me with my homework, and like. Well, I stopped doing my homework, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but like, ah, he hates guests. He hates guests. He hates guests that he's not a hundred percent super familiar with, even more so. So it's just a perfect storm of the day got away from me. Super busy, short on. Th- I'm short on time. I thought maybe he would have to leave early. Now, you do understand the consequences of the words coming out here. He might. Be listening, and he might come in a fucking maniac after we talk to Carl Fredericks. Are you prepared for maniac Tony? No, no, I'm not. This was this okay. was probably a bad idea, um, but it's just it just furthers my my thesis statement. Right, that... but is it a bad idea if it's true cat? Because you know what, the more if we look at the trends, mm, follow the trend. Right. This is not the first time he's done this. I know. When he sent the text, he's like, "So what? I want." He was like, "I want to try to figure out a good time to drop in." I would. I wanted so bad. I had it on the. I was like six forty-five, Tony. Like, I, had, I had it, and I didn't hit send. I was like, "Should have." That would have been hysterical. But I could never tell. Like, I don't know. Like when like jokes are funny or when they're just trolling. Like I don't. I don't know. I don't know that limit. So. I think it's all funny until somebody gets their butt feelings hurt. Well, that's usually me. So that's why I don't start it. Ah, you it would have been great. What'd he say? I'm sorry. I said you should have been your fucking dildo. I did see that. That was great. Yeah. Great response. So that the, so you covered it. You covered us both. Yeah. We got a, a giant show. We got Carl Fredericks, like I said. Tony's joining us. We got AEW Revolution, which happened last night. We got Impact Sacrifice Saturday night. Tony Khan brought Ring of Honor. Vince McMahon was on the Pat McAfee show. It's WrestleMania season. Kevin's got a top five list. Uh we got pick updates. Hopefully you follow us on social media. A stinker, and you can uh, you can see how he did. Um, oh, how the tables have turned, people! What an exciting time! Uh, and it's all next here. Oh, I forgot. See, Tony's not here. I have to do all this goofy shit now. Yeah, see, this is what uh, he does to us, Matt. Well, uh, what am I doing here? It's all next here on the Shining Wizards podcast. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. 
follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. All right, here, this is Headbanger Thrasher, one half of the Headbangers. That's right, the former WWE Tag Team Champ. And you're listening to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> don't miss it, and don't turn it. It's Monday night, and you know what that means. Another episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, where, of course, it is wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling, baby. Kevin, I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but I just want to give you props hmm. because the, the hard line has it's a, it's it's brought you back to Kevin. It's Kevin in studio. What's the hard the, line? Yeah, when you plug in your your to the to router, oh, the old hardwire. I know we talked about it off air, but I don't know if I've given you props on on the show. I mean, I don't. I mean, the wire really should get the props. I mean, it's it's. I mean, the the, the wire did it. I just bought it and plugged it in. Hey, it's a game changer. It's like we're all in studio together. I one agree. Day, one and day may still be a possibility. And it's something that I never even thought of until you brought it to my attention. Or you or Tony did. I forget. But Tony hates guests, so we're not talking about them. Oh, wow. But, but, um, but yeah, I didn't know that it was a thing until it was mentioned to me. And then once, I, once it was mentioned, I was like, well, this should be a no-brainer. I should probably get one of these. The only thing, it's insanely long. I got the 100-foot cable. I didn't need 100 feet of hard wire. If you will, not it's to be okay. confused with live wire, but hard wire, Ooh, live wire, Todd Pettengill. Oh, that's right. Great vehicle. Great vehicle. The one thing that sucked better. about live wire is that it replaced like, like, uh, did it, what did it was it? No, no, it, it was an addition. What's its name? Replaced challenge. Um, uh, mania. Live wire replaced mania. I think WWF mania. And then something replaced challenge. And it's going to kill me now. Um, it was a Sunday show. It wasn't a Superstars or Saturday Challenge was Sunday. And also All-American Wrestling was Saturday. But something something replaced Wrestling Challenge. And it's going to kill me, Matt. Please help me. Please help me. Um, it was Slam. No. Saturday Morning Slam? No, it wasn't Saturday Morning Slam. It was... Uh, someone is, is anyone is anyone watching? I mean, I'm looking it up right now. You're good. Just just is it, uh, it was it wasn't wrestling challenge. It wasn't. I remember the logo clear as day. It was Sunday. It was a Sunday show. It was. Uh, it was in like the mid '90s. It was Attitude Era. Oh, Action Zone. Action Zone. There it is. Yeah. 
So hard wire is good. Cable's good. Live wire is great. Action zone sucked. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's working out good so far. And it's I'd only say a, so. It's only a minor inconvenience for the people I live with. So whatever. Don't mind me if I seem distracted, Kevin. Um, if you follow social Uh-oh. media, um, <sighs> AW continues to release uh, figures. Tons of figures were released this week. I'm sorry, they released what? Figures. Okay. Action figures. Yes, it's spelled without a U when Matt says it. Uh, they announced a ton, a ton of things. I like this uh, hot open. They announced. Uh, Un- unrivaled 9, 10, 11, 12, unmatched 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, special Ultimate Supremes, mm, fucking mm. GameStop exclusives, AEW shop exclusives. So every hour I am checking Instagram to see if. Uh, oh, the, the drops are still going? Well, okay. So like Saturday, they announced negative one and Brody special two pack, and it went on sale at three o'clock. And at three oh seven, it was fucking sold out. Did you get one? I didn't. I had to wait for the them to reset it, oh. and I eventually did. But like the GameStop exclusives went on sale yesterday morning, so I got those. The AEW shop exclusives are only limited to three thousand. That's the Jericho, oh. right? There's a Jericho, there's a Moxley, and there's an Omega. The mustache Omega. I don't know, Kevin. I'm very. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, so yeah. you're. Oh, so what you're doing right now, as we record this show, is you are looking for releases to purchase these action figures. From- right. Because there's no like they didn't announce a time, and I post. I commented on a major, a major figure post. Like, do you guys have any idea when this is coming on? And then some other account was like, maybe Monday. Just keep your eyes peeled. And I was like, well, that doesn't fucking help me. Mm. But I guess I'm going to spend all day Monday looking for these goddamn figures. Just this time I would have texted my dear, good, close personal friends. Well, you still can, Kevin. You still can. Because this is how I missed out on the first, the Series 1 Cody chase. Because they put a limited amount on sale at Ringside Collectibles. Like, 8 o'clock on a Wednesday night. Wow. Yeah, it's tough, man. The figure game is... it's. Everything, cards, everything is 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 wild now, man. And people just want to want to get get get. They don't. It's in it's FOMO. They just don't want to miss out on getting it, and then having to pay triple down the road. Why am I having a hard time finding the Facebook feed of this? Why well, I have no idea. Is it out there? I want to share it. I wanna, yeah, I wanna it should share. be out there. Share it out on the face base. Why can't I find it? This is I don't weird. know. I don't know. But so what 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 caught your eye so far out of the uh out of the releases? I'll tell you, I'm actually kind of upset. Can I tell you why? Oh, there it is. Yeah, Can yeah. I tell you why? Please. Because all right, so we have all these guys from the Dark Order. We got Johnny Hungy, we got you know Brody, we got uh Anna J, we got um God, what we didn't oh that's why I'm upset. Where's my Alex Reynolds and where's my Colt? Where are they? Uh, that's a good question. Where are they? If you're if you're a Dark Order completist, and I know maybe they're they they might not want to do it right away, but why why not announce it if they not, like they're they're not even in the plans? It's a great question, Kevin. They got Owen Hart's coming though. All right, that's cool. That's rad. That's really rad. Big Owen guy. If you guys first time listeners, big Owen Hart guy. Yeah, 
Yeah, so uh, yeah, they're coming with like a Taz figure. That figure stinks. Uh, not as bad as the Eddie Kingston figure. What with the hair? The hair is the only thing I have a problem with. The whole fate, the whole thing looks awful. All right, so did they? I'm trying to think. Did they actually have? Yeah, they did. And the casings at the fan fest thing, right? So there wasn't yeah. just uh, mock-ups. It was actually the they actually had the physical figures. Yeah. Yeah, that Eddie Kingston's rough, and that Taz is even rougher. Like, there's nothing like that's like like my butcher. Like that's like the guy that works at the deli on the corner on you know on Bloomfield Avenue. That's what that figure looks like. There's nothing to identify him as Taz other than what the packaging will be. Brother. Brother. All right, let's bring in our guest. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not. All right. Oh, hey. How's it going, guys? Carl, how are you, sir? <laughs> how are you doing? Good, man. What are we drinking? A monster? A bang? What is it? Uh, we got a, the pink the pink ass monster, whatever flavor, Ultra Rosa. Is, <laughs> is it any good? It's pretty good. It's a. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a lot, just a massive pink. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw. If you follow Carl on social media, you know he had a he had a little bit too much Jaeger the other day. So are you still oh, recovering man, was, from that? Friend, that was Saturday night. I, yesterday it turned into a Sunday fun day as well. So it started. Uh, All right, started right, at a sports bar uh, on campus, the old sports bar. But it was going to be breakfast burrito and a Bloody Mary, and hopefully feel better for the rest of the day. And then it turned into. Day three of all right, Carl. <laughs> Carl, one. Carl, I can already tell that we are going to be best friends. <laughs> like legit, can already tell. Oh, you like making bad decisions, is what you're saying. My whole setting yourself up for bed for, for doing a pod- Mondays. I'm doing a podcast in a basement. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm also coming from a from the basement of a place essentially. So my apartment here. Yeah, my life is my life is just one big giant bad decision. Let me ask you this though, Jaeger, got to question the Jaeger. Uh, man, like I said, it was it was it was. I was living in 2010, man. It was like co- college. Carl was out, and okay. I don't know if it was just maybe just no. I, I actually do like Jaeger. I think it's great. All right, so let me ask you that. Right, that's wild. Listen, if, if you if you own it, own it. Yeah, I have no problem like, with I that. Enjoy it. I just you know I'm much less. I would like to think much less of a psychopath than I used to be 10 years ago. So I, it's, it's fair, few and far between now, but uh, this weekend it was, it was not. <laughs> Do you dabble in the Jaeger bomb? Um, I tried I, Red Bull. I don't like Red Bull. I don't like, I don't like slamming energy drinks to be, to be honest. But um, you guys know what uh, Tang Bangs are? Tang, but that's got to be something new. I haven't bartended in like uh, 10 years. Ma- Mandarin, usually Mandarin Absolute Vodka and OJ. That's like the easiest, most delicious bomb to take. It's just orange juice and vodka. As a shooter, wow. Yeah. That's all right. You know, to us to us uh, normal people, that's uh, a screwdriver. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you just, you got to chug it though. You know, if you sip it, it's a screwdriver. I guess. Beautiful. That's a great, <laughs> that's a great point. All right, so I guess, I'm, I guess we should I'm, talk about some wrestling, right? I'm 40 years old. I don't know what a bang tang is. That could be something <laughs> we're doing on TikTok. I don't fucking know. But more power to you. Yeah. Listen, listen if, if if the day gets away from you and it ends up drinking a whole lot, ooh, yeah, you. you know, just it's, it's mimosas started flowing yesterday. That was another another bad decision just because I love one one can easily turn into bottomless mimosas on a Sunday afternoon, dude. We're gonna get along fantastic. <laughs> now let me ask you this because I saw you went to the basketball game too. Is it college basketball? Because I'm going to the Big East tournament Thursday. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, Mountain West University of Nevada. 
So is it is it that the college atmosphere? You're like, you know what? Let me do some Jaeger shots. Was, yeah, we had we went to the the the, the famous uh, little college bar here in Reno. Is right across the street from the university. It's called the Wall. And I my first time in there with a big group of friends from college. So probably legitimately probably five years at least. Um, I hadn't been to a, a Nevada basketball game since 2016 until this year. I went to uh, New Year's Day. So, yeah, it was everyone just kind of collectively decided we were, uh, we were going to time travel for the night and live, live like we were 20 again. But oh, God, I'm so jealous. And that's I think that's why I had to keep it rolling on the third day, because then, you know, that hangover starts, starts creeping up on you and to run for your life. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you made. I'm glad you made it tonight. Yeah, we're thriving today, you know. And you're you're on the West Coast, so it's still four o'clock. So you could easily yeah, pull this into a, like a, a four day bender. <laughs> let's, let's hope I don't. No, please don't, because I don't want to be resp- I don't want to be the cause of that. After you I will be the cause of that. <laughs> I have no problem enabling other people to do stuff they don't want to do. So we have the Alpha Wolf, uh, Carl Fredericks, on the line with us at Carl Fredericks underscore on Twitter and Instagram. LA Dojo, the Big Four, um, 2019 Young Lions Cup winner. Things were rolling for you, um, and then of course, just like everybody else, the pandemic. And, and to New Japan's credit, they really did a wonderful job in, in kind of taking the LA Dojo and turning that situation into like a home for for the U S guys, the, the new Japan mm-hmm. guys, yourself and Clark and Alex. Um, what's that whole experience like for you? Because it seems like you were on such a traject trajectory. That's right. I'm drinking, I'm drinking margaritas uh, <laughs> out of a bottle right now. So there we go. There we go. Uh, Cause you seem like you had a rocket strapped to your back in Japan. Like they had you going through your young line phase. You were teaming with Goto and the, the tag and league. The, yeah. Tag league. Like you win the young lions cup. You're, it just seemed like all the dominoes were lining up. The New Japan Cup, like the G1, like, and then the stupid pandemic happens. Yeah. How have you dealt with this? Because clearly you've turned a negative into a positive in New Japan Strong, uh, indicative of your match with Daniels from Saturday night, which was unbelievable. Oh, thank you very How much. How have you been dealing with the whole situation? Man, it's been a, it's been a long process, you know, um, and – like you said, I, I agree. I felt, I really felt like I was, I was riding a good wave um, for those last, I think I was, yeah, I was on every tour from the G1 tour up through Wrestle Kingdom that year. And uh, January, 2020, I was on every tour in Japan. Um, and I was very comfortable because I was in there every night with, you know, with the full roster. And I was, I got to do tag league. That was huge for me. Um, yeah. And I was, I was feeling very ready aside from the shoulder injury that I was rehabbing, uh, trying to make that happen before the cup, which is probably, I'm sure to an extent, a blessing in disguise as well, because it's still something that I've been dealing with to this day. So I'm sure that tour would have been nothing but opportunities for me to maybe hurt it in a more serious way. But yeah, man, it's, I think the hardest parts have been just waiting like 2020 before new Japan strong really got like going in the summer there just feeling like everything rug was pulled out and I had, you know, kind of had, had nothing going on. And then it was, yeah, it just, with, with the other guys, uh, you know, I'm to be completely honest with, you know, how it's been mentally, but like, yeah, the other guys have started, you know, 
since then they've graduated. Clark's won a tournament since. Uh, you know, Alex did that challenge series. Alex has been having crazy matches on the show all last year. Clark worked his ass off on that show last year. I think he was genuinely one of the biggest workhorses because he was out there having, you know, singles matches, singles matches. Um, and it, at times it left me kind of like a, maybe f like feel like I was like forgotten or at least not being looked at in the same light that I was uh, coming, you know, pre-pandemic coming into 2020. Um, but now you know, with, with the show rolling and all the, the amount of just the amount of travel we have, you know, at the end of this month through April, we have Chicago coming up. We have we have a lot of stuff uh, that I'm really excited for. Big opportunities here. And uh, it looks like things are starting to relax a little bit in Japan as far as mandates and things like that. So hopefully, hopefully I'll be getting a goddamn visa here again soon. And then, uh, yeah, then it's time to go back to work and hopefully be able to step, step right back up and, you know, go take all the stuff that I planned on taking when, when the shit hit the fan. <laughs> so, so being an integral part of the initial uh, LA dojo class of new Japan, what are your thoughts in general about new Japan's presence in the United States now and how, and how far they've come just being a part of the American wrestling culture, as opposed to strictly Japan? It's, it's finally, it's kind of, it's crazy to see because I signed in July, 2018, and it wasn't until you know, July 2019 that I had gone to Japan and this, the whole New Japan of America. When we first started doing those tours that we, you know, it was just labeled like New Japan of America. And we started touring. Now we have the strong show and, this, you know, we have a, a strong locker room cast that we that we tour with. But it's it's really cool. I mean, we started empty arena, you know, and from in front of no one and then our first show with people were wrestling at the, the goddamn coliseum and i'm a huge college football fan so for me to be you know match one on that cards plus i got to do it with alex so it's it's for us it's we've very much taken on um you know just in our own uh mindset and our own um our work ethic and our attitude that we've taken upon ourselves to like, we have to build the show it's, for a while. There was, you know, a lot of the guys were stuck in Japan. It was a mix of like LA dojo, or we have just some of the shows where it's LA dojo showcase. And we, when we do those shows, we, you know, we come in with the fire lit under our ass. Cause we, we wanted, you know, we've been here since the start of this whole thing. And now it's been, you know, going on four years and we're all big boys now and we we, we care deeply about this company and the brand especially the new the, the strong brand alone but um it feels like we're finally getting really really big levels of momentum especially with all the funds you know all the, all the big stuff that we're going to be doing uh moving forward in the show so it's it's, it's exciting that it's finally happening as opposed to something we've always been thinking you know like this is the plan. This is what we're, we're hoping for. Now we're in the midst of, you know, doing these tours. We got exciting, exciting stuff, the cross brand stuff. So it feels like we're doing good. Yeah. And you kind of just led me to this question. How, how do, how does the roster, the main roster of new Japan uh, strong uh, in, in, in America deal with the influx of talent coming in and out um, certain talents sticking around longer than others. Do you have any insights into how that works in terms of like, maybe like the John Moxley's of the world or the, or the, or other other talents that come in and out of there how, how do how do you guys react to that for me um especially just i would say like the 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 role i had on the car especially in 2020 like when we're doing empty arena shows and uh i remember i was actually um i was sick with covid so i missed uh 
missed a group of tapings when you know some of the surprises had come in. But my my first thought was just good. Like any any of those those big names, anything new on the roster. One just because it's it's exciting. You know, it, it's it's exciting for the for us the the, the wrestlers as well because you know we want. I want to. I would like to wrestle everybody. You know, from from everywhere. And then just knowing, you know, where what my position at the time or now in the you know in the company is my my role. Like, well, you know, I'm not. It wasn't my role to be the you know the guy that Moxie's coming in doing business with. But I knew it was good for business. Period. You know. Right. So anytime, anytime we see one of those big names, absolutely exciting. Especially, you know, um, <clears throat> a few weeks ago, just just by the opportunity of having guys like Christopher Daniels around you know, like I wasn't, it wasn't a match I was scheduled to wrestle, but because we, we do have that on the roster and all these awesome fucking guys coming in and out, like there's, those opportunities are going to come up. And so it was the first, first one I've gotten and um, I'm excited for more. Yeah. And, and if you haven't seen the latest episode, new Japan strong rivals, 2022, uh, <laughs> Carl Fredrickson, uh, excuse me, Carl Fredericks, my apologies, takes on Christopher Daniels' opening match. New Japan Strong's an hour show. It's beautifully done. This match is so goddamn good. They go almost 12 minutes. It's so good. Seriously, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate you're watching it. this and you're not familiar with Carl Fredericks, you not a New Japan fan, find it. Fucking DM me. I'll give you my <laughs> Seriously, it's such a great match. Oh, well, I, really I want to show that. that's an hour that you guys did what you did, told such a great story and and I mean, you got the rest for Christopher Daniels, which is awesome. And yeah. it's 2022. I mean, we're talking about Christopher Daniels and Carl Fredericks and, and Minoru Suzuki's coming to Chicago and mm-hmm. Jay White's hanging around. And it's just yeah. a, such a great time to be a wrestling fan. It's cool, um, man. It's exciting. It's unbelievable. Look, I love New Japan. It's funny, you know, the all the, the doors or whatever. I hate I hate the uh, the corny little yeah. <laughs> taglines for things. But, you know, the expanded universe doors are open and it's, it's just cool, man. It's exciting, and it leaves opportunity for endless fun things, you know. And like, I just the idea of you know being too exclusive and things like that. Um, just knowing that there's more opportunities, more, more, more ideas, more creative things that can be done, rather than like shutting yourself out from the world, you know. It, it, it's kind of surprising to me that things haven't been like this long before but we're here now and it seems like everyone's enjoying it and the wrestlers wrestlers seem like they're having fun so i think we're at the start still of something really really cool blooming in wrestling you know and then maybe even i don't know uh i imagine there's there's probably opportunity for certain guys to maybe even go more like more so straight freelance you know and just be some guy that works everywhere you know on all the big shows um but yeah it's gonna I think we're going to, we're developing a new culture in pro wrestling, a new, you know, everything about the way business is being done right now is, is different than it has been. It's awesome. So with that being said, is there anywhere specifically you would like to see yourself in the future with this expanded universe or this, whatever term you want to use, is there any specific company that you would feel like you would fit in with? Um, I would like to think that I, in, in a, in a good way would be what would stand out distinctly in, in any of the companies. Um, to be honest, I was one of the, it was, it was kind of scary for me when I, when I took the leap and chose to go the new Japan route as opposed to the NXT route, because I didn't know if I was going to, you know, I, I had to learn a completely new, new style 
and I'm, I'm going to look way different, uh, which is like a good thing, you know, for, for plenty of reasons, but also just, I, I didn't know if I was gonna be able to adapt or make it work. But now, I mean, I can't, I can't see myself belonging to anything other than that blue, that blue canvas like that. You know what I mean? Like I think for somehow, like me personally in that blue canvas, like that's, I just, it, it's, it's more than I ever thought it could be. I think, um, and and I love it. But places like AEW, or I mean, even WWE, the rosters are so big, and there's you know, and everybody's so good, and um, you know, and there's a lot of young guys that I came up with. I'm just even thinking about like being at WWE tryouts. Like I shared a car with Ricky Starks and Sammy Guevara at my last tryout, you know, and I and I wrestled guys at the tryout that are now signed, you know, doing stuff in Impact wherever things like that. So there's for me, I'm finally. You know, and like, and those guys, guys like Sammy and Ricky have been fucking killing it on their shows, you know? So I think for me, like coming out of that, uh, you know, the, when that run was kind of stopped abruptly and it felt like I had, you know, I had hopefully that, you know, that rocket feel, um, you know, there's like guys like that, they kept going. So for me, it's like watching pretty much like my whole generation go and, you know, my, I think that's, it's honestly all I've, I've, I've been missing is just those big matches. And as soon as, you know, people start to – you see me wrestle that match with Christopher Daniels. If you don't know who I am, you you at least know that I'm fucking good, you know, and, and you'll check out more from there. So I, I want to test myself against every single one of these young cats. It's, it's you know, the man – like Sammy's it, rightfully so, the man in his own in his own bubble over there, you know. Same thing with Ricky. Like, they're, they're, they've become big stars in the last couple of years. And um, – that's that's what I want, you know. That's who I want to be, and that's who I see myself being. You, you mentioned you started at the dojo in 2018, but you've been wrestling since, since 2015, uh, yeah. and you mentioned NXT or New Japan. Um, uh, what was the whole process like for you? Because if you know anything about the the Japanese dojos, um, and you've heard interviews that that other people have have given about being like, it's very you know, they, they, it's very old. Like they, I don't know if they did it in, in the LA dojo, but they try to break it. It's like, it's like being in the military dog. Like that's <laughs> like, it's, that was just knowing like that culture. Also, like I grew up, my, my dad was a police officer. I played organized sports and luckily I had growing up, I had amazing, amazing coaches, but they were fucking hard on us, bro. You know, but now like as a student or, a trainee anything like you can't you can't hurt my feelings as a coach like you can't come down hard on me enough to to like to take me out of my own my own game and then i also just know not to take the coaching personally so like when things yeah. were when things were rough and you know you're there you're being screamed at and you're on your third set of 100 line push-ups whatever you know doing something crazy again <laughs> you know day six and you just let it go in one ear and out the other because that's just it's just sport, you know, like it's, it's different here. Um, and that's what I liked about it. It was, you know, the, the three day trial in LA was awfully hard as opposed to, you know, both, both times I've been to Florida, it was, it was hard, but much different, you know, plus the invite, you know, just the, the whole nature of what type of pro wrestling it, uh, it is obviously dictates that style, but being in there, like, I felt like I was, I was like, I had the nerves I would if I was going to like a, a big football camp in the summer. 
like, all right, man, you got like you got to play well here because that's you know that's what you're doing. So if you want to be seen by one of these coaches, you got to go out and play well. And it was no different than that. And I and I guarantee you that like I being in that environment, I performed and and showed more in those sparring. And we were just uh, wrestling, just five minutes sparring, no no talking, just go wrestle with pretty much everyone at the camp. And like being in that true competitive nature, and I knew I. I at least assumed that the whole reason that they were running camps was because they were trying to sign people if they opened a dojo. So, you know, I was going in there to get a job and um, I had already been in the hiring process with WWE for like a full year, just about like February, 2017 was the tryout that the last tryout I had September's when they called me said, Hey, we're going to, you know, we're try and bring you in. You do all the background checks, all that stuff. And then it was just like, kind of like you play, you know, play it by ear waiting for them to say like, yeah, come report to Florida, man. You know? Um, and they were, they were cool, but I mean, they, they called me every like three months or so and, you know, they kept in touch and like, Hey man, you know, maybe after mania, maybe this. So they were cool, but a year had passed. So right. then now it's summer 2018. And uh, yeah, I just happened to be in LA for four days, which is very rare for me. It was hard for me to get down there that many days in a row. And I had two shows. And so I wrestled two shows and did three days, of that camp and also it was my 28th birthday that weekend so i spent my i've spent every birthday since 2018 with shabbat san or the boys in the dojo i worked last year i worked on my birthday we had a strong taping you know and that's and it'll be mid g1 every year so it's like it's kind of neat that i'll be celebrating my, my birthday every year you know um doing that hopefully but yeah it was just I, I, I was waiting forever and I knew I needed to make something happen because I was, again, I, I started to feel stagnant, like, and on the Indies, again, all the guys I came up with, Jungle Boy, Brody King, Jacob Fatu, Jake Atlas. So those guys were on the Indies, thriving, huge. And I was like sitting in the spot knowing that I was, you know, I was on my way out allegedly. Uh, so it was just like, Oh, it's a matter of time. And then, and then my shit will take off. Cool. You know? And then it just wasn't happening. So then I was like, I got to do something. Went to that camp and uh, it was, it was easy knowing just the way I felt and how much I enjoyed what we were doing there. But uh, you know, you meet a guy like Cat Story Shibata and he says, you know, he tells you on the spot, like, I want you on the field. I want you on the team here. Like a, that's uh I looked at it as I could uh, I could sit here I could I could try and win a national title at Alabama maybe sit here for four or five years and play the last season or I can go somewhere else and start and win win a national title myself you know so that's like that's kind of the situation it felt like because even then when um, <clears throat> discussing things you know with WWE again it was still like projected like another six months like maybe in January so like I can't like guys I can't do that like I gotta. I'm broke. I have no money. <laughs> so I'm starting to get to, you know, I'm broke. I'm depressed. Like I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm trying real hard to make this shit happen. And I just had to take the leap, but it was an easy leap to make because, you know, when, when a coach like that or any, you know, anyone in any of these companies says like, yeah, we want you, we want you here now. Right. Got to do it. And it was, uh, it was the best thing that ever happened to me, man, because I've, the, the style of wrestling that I've been doing since 2018, everything I learned, it's, it's made me, it's made me a better man, you know, going, going through that system, you know, doing the laundry, loading the buses, do, you know, doing, earning your, earning your keep, but then they very much treat you like a family. And, and it's, you know, once you're in and you earn that and it's, it's, I would, I consider it like a really, 
really warm and just a good environment as far as like a work a work environment you know and and i have my legitimate best friends in the world like I, and i got lucky with those guys because i mean i'm sure you know so even some of my best friends here like i can't spend every day with you you know and we were all attached to the hip taking ass whoopings fighting you know whipping each other's asses all day just attached to the hip 24 7. If there's anything we had any type of missions they had to send us on to do young boy shit. like we're, we're doing that we're doing it together touring the world it's been non-stop since pretty much until about a year ago when i moved and you know clark finally moved out um <clears throat> alex has graduated so who knows you know he's he gets to go <laughs> do do his own thing now but man i got i got so lucky with those dudes because now you know I'm, i have my dream job and i and i just get to do it with my fucking homies every day yeah my, my best friends so know? clearly so clearly no regrets no it was, it was the best thing that ever happened to me you know what i mean because like like just or even just the stuff like i i you know personally you know life happens life shit happens and like clark's like my road wife you know what i mean like the like the shit clark's been there for me and alex you know like the stuff that like i've had to come to them for help and they've always been right there and like it's just i feel very fortunate to have that because it is like a team mentality you know it's like it's it's, it's very team oriented feel here and and shabbatasan is legitimate that's our dad you know what i mean like or like he's got he's got you know a whole handful of little sons running around you know but it's it's very very family oriented between like the handful of us and it's something that I'm very, very grateful for, and it's, yeah, it's just not like I'm, I love having these conversations and talking about, like, just work in this sense, because it, it helps me appreciate more, like, just how, how happy I really am with New Japan and with, you know, with my, I love, I love the locker room. I love my friends over there, and it's a pretty, pretty sweet gig, man. How hands-on was Shibata once you got into the dojo? Oh man, he was dude. Dude was working out next to us. He would do. I mean, maybe not the full workouts, but he'll he'll do a hundred, a few hundred squats and fucking no sell any any type of just just to be just to like you know like yeah motherfuckers. I'm the like this is why I'm I'm in charge. Here. You know he was he's not much of a like a sit back coach. You know very very detailed with all of us, and then even just at one at at a certain point started grooming us individually, like letting you know I. <laughs> we all broke out of the uh, the young line moveset fairly quick, or we were able to implement differently. Like I, I started doing my stinger splash and spine buster. You know, I would just do stuff in training, just throw it out there, and like, yeah, that's good because like that make that's going to make you stand out from the other boys. Like, and you know, our offenses are all so different. So he knows like the type of grappler Alex is now. They've been in there working on throwing people around, you know, like they, they got that, they got that huge heavy dummy in there. And I know they're, they're working on that stuff for me, you know, my, my moveset and, and all of my, my, uh, my abilities, my attributes are more, I think based just in my athleticism, you know? All right, my, so remind me to go back to the stinger splash and spine buster stuff, because that's, those are two clear as day WCW <laughs> uh, famous moves. Uh, but remind me to go back to that. Oh, uh, but, but right now, just uh, just off the top of my head, I mean, you had to try out with NXT and WWE. Mm-hmm. You went to the dojo. Any similarities between the two at all, or is it night and day between one and the other? Um, I'd say, I mean, night and day strictly because, especially like my time in the dojo, it was the three of us in Shabbat Hassan. So three of us in there, 
quite, you know, quiet dojo. There's, you know, they have an office in there. So there's some staff in and out, but um, just that whole, that massive gym to ourselves, you know, very, very quiet, very, it felt very like, and it's in like a warehouse district kind of, you know what I mean? So it was, it was like, you, you know, drive across LA and going, going to that warehouse and I'm walking in there and you have the key, you know, and it's just me and it's me and my two homies and Shabbat Hassan. Like it was, it felt like we, you know, we were like, we're, we're, we're in here working to take over the world. Like no one even, and that too was like, no one even knew yeah. the work we were doing in there, you know? And, and just me being, especially at the time at 28, I was, uh, much more full of piss and vinegar. I'm a lot more relaxed nowadays, but, um, you know, I'd be like telling the boys or just every day, like in their work and like these motherfuckers don't even know what we have here. Like these, like these people, these fans, like they, they don't even know who we are yet. And I know, like, I knew Alex was going to be everything that he's become and going to become. I knew Clark was fucking amazing. First guy I wrestled in the dojo at my trial, you know? So between that and I, I imagine like with NXT, because they have so many people, I'm, I mean, I'm sure they, you do like the promo classes and, you know, things like that. So they're, you know, their schedule probably seemed much different. Um, and I was, I, th I think like the, one of the, the coolest comparisons I've heard of what I would say, like the, the big differences or when I, you know, when I tell people here who might not be familiar with Japanese wrestling is like, we're like, you know, WWE is very much like Marvel and Disney, you know, and like we're, we're Tarantino. Like we, you know, we're in the same business, we're in the same thing as that, but we're like ours is gritty, a little bit grittier, a little bit different, you know, and that's the or even just the way it's cut, you know, like the way like our product looks different in, in Japan, you know, and like those those zooms and you know, like all those things. So we're just just you know, we're just a little bit a little bit spicier, I would say. <laughs> so were you were you clearly a WCW fan growing up? Yeah, man, I'm a sting guy, dog. I was I'm I, I fell in love with the wrestling. I found like I started watching when I was about six, I think 1996. There, I got the uh, Sting Unmasked VHS. I bought, begged my parents to buy me this $20 VHS from like a gas station while we were on a road trip. And then I didn't even get to watch it for like a week. Finally, got, got home. <laughs> oh man, I watched that like every single day. And it was cool because I hadn't, and it was just this really, you know, like 40 minute video, but it had like a, just a quick recap of his story arc becoming the Crow Sting. And, and of course, like that was so cool at that time. Um, and then I, I loved the NWO, but I loved to, you know, unless they were wrestling Sting or Goldberg, you know, <laughs> Sting or Goldberg, like, sorry, sorry guys. But um, yeah, man, it was WCW. I rode, I rode that ship until like, I, like I read, I ordered, you know, and saving up 50 bucks when you're 10, like that's, that's tough, tough to do, you know, but I, I ordered Star K 2000. You know, I was, I rode that shit down hard until, until it was done. But then, you know, but then I turn on an episode of Raw for the first time. You're like, I wouldn't even channel surf. Like I just dead ass wouldn't even go back. And I think it was also because I remember like older kids, I was in like third grade and I'd have my WCW shirt. And I remember it was this, uh, this kid that I knew fairly well, but he was, he was like an eighth grader and I was in like third grade and he came in to the the elementary school and he was wearing the remember the WWF attitude shirt that had oh, just yeah. all the dudes on it and I basically had like the WCW Nitro version shirt that just had a bunch of wrestlers on it. And I remember dude looked at me like he was I was sitting in my class he's like WCW he's like that's for old guys and then like I had like a I kind of had like a little light bulb moment as well too. And I was like, oh fuck. I would have punched him right in the <laughs> yeah. I would have fucking knocked him out. Oh man, yeah. He's so so then so then it was like, no, I'm not gonna go watch WBF. 
like I'm not channel surfing and I just watched my stuff. But yeah, I, I think the first thing I saw on an episode of Raw was like, one, it was Kane and Kane, one of my, you know, one of the coolest characters ever, but uh, yeah, like X-Pac had like a fucking flamethrower. Got turn it on. Like, I think they like the DX bus got blown up that night. They set Kane on fire. It was crazy. <laughs> you know, and at that time, I, and I was, instead, I was watching, you know, I've been watching whatever WCW was doing for, at the time that, you know, wasn't very good. And I didn't, I didn't know that as a kid, but I just like felt that it, I wasn't liking it as much. But then, yeah, I started watching WF. It was game over, bro. Like, big, big rock guy, obviously. Um, but yeah, and then WrestleMania 17, easily that's like if it ordering, saving that money, buying that pay-per-view, watching that with my one of my best friend that lived down the street from me in fifth grade, like that was I had to do it. Had to be a wrestler. That's awesome. So your sting guy, did you happen to see him last night? I I I didn't I've watched I've gone through to watch clips because I saw everyone talking, you know, talking about him just like on Twitter. Fucking jumping off the table or <laughs> jumping off the he table. Went, like, he went like, out like, out me. Yeah. My, my wife doesn't watch wrestling for shit, but she was in the living room. And I went, What the fuck is he doing? He's like 65. Balls, man. <laughs> That's all I can say. Unbelievable shit. Yeah, Unbelievable. But it's cool to see because I mean, I imagine like he's he's gotta be having a fucking blast, right? <laughs> I imagine he's having a ball doing, you know, doing all this stuff and I'm sure being, you know, being around a, a brand new young rosters, I mean, got to be awesome and fun for them, you know? So it's it's really cool to see them <laughs> out there like, you know, like it was, like it was 1996. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's an unbe- unbelievable time. I've been to a bunch of AEW shows and it's like, I got to see CM Punk and Sting and Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson and John Wild, right? on the same, sh- on the yeah. same show. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. And so I got this like I you can't probably can't see it, but I got this NWO Wolfpack Sting figure. Like, oh my god, bro, that's one of my favorite. I have. Um, I just <laughs> gave one of my one of my one of my nephews. He's uh he's nine now, my uh, the youngest one, and he he wanted, he's really he's big into wrestling right now. So <clears throat> I I bought him a ring and I gave him about. 32, 33 action figures, something like that, I think. Yeah. I kept my Wolfpack Sting. I still have my Wolfpack Sting, though. But, yeah, finding that guy. Is it the the, the one you squeeze his legs and he does the stinger splash? The yeah, there's, yeah. One, there's one of those. See the, what was it, was, what's the one in front? It's in the package behind you. It's got the ropes. Is that like DDP or something? Oh, no, that's that's, uh, that's Brian Myers. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I remember those old they, – they had that little ring package around. Like the yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, yep. I had – man, I had Scott Hall singing it. Again, WCW guy, dude. <laughs> so uh, I have a question, Matt. Bear with me on this one, please. <laughs> Do you have any like, – What? this might be personal. You don't have to answer it. Mm-hmm. You, have a, you have a good relationship with Gabriel Kidd? Yes, Gabe's one of, one of my best friends in the world, man. All right. I've known him he, since he was tw- – I met him when he was in 2018 when he was like 21, 20, you know. And, <clears throat> yeah, so – Three three years now. He's you know he's 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 like our little brother that got like got added to the group about a year or so after we were there. But yeah, he's been he's been rocking with us for a few years now. All right, so this is the question I have. I had this theory. I don't know if this is his real name or not, but I had this theory that he chose his name based on Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd. Can you confirm <laughs> or deny that? I would I would say most likely that it, it's it's safe to deny that that would be the case. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you just broke. You just broke my heart. 
Could, but he's also been wrestling for like 13 years. Right, so, right. Gabe's Gabe's career is twice as long as mine. So, <laughs> Cause, well, because he's he was relatively new to me. Yeah, yeah. So, like, once I heard his name, I was like, I love this guy. Yeah. And it's probably because he loved Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd, <laughs> who I also love. So oh, that's why. Anyway, broke my heart. <laughs> we're we're, uh, we're talking with Carl Fredericks, the Alpha Wolf, part of the Big Four, New Japan Strong, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Let me ask you a question. You're in the dojo. You're doing your thing. Who comes to you guys for those commercials that air during the the new? <laughs> like the, the Gekiochi man. I'm yes, just those things are hysterical. Oh man, they were they were so fun, so fun to take because we you know pretty much just cut you know like the office and like you know rock everyone knows rocks like the guy in the office. But yeah, they come you know it's just doing business for the company. They're like yeah, you guys help us you know film these commercials and it turned into like a four part. We did like four of them. And they were all stupid, but very funny and fun. And then I had the easy part where I just, my, I had the one line that's pretty cool. So I had the, easy, the easiest work of it all. But yeah, th- those were a blast. And now that they've had a few new ones or even like the card game commercials and stuff. Now that I'm not in LA and I don't get to be around for all this stuff, like I miss it because it's just fun and silly. Plus you, you get like a little Amazon gift card, you know, every time from the, from the sponge company. And I just <laughs> go, go blow some money on Amazon real quick. But hey, that ain't so bad. <laughs> I ask, uh, I ask every single person that's ever worked in Japan. Here we go. Uh, we had Lance Archer on the show a couple of years ago. Have you ever eaten the raw horse meat, brother? That's the first thing we did when we went to Fukuoka or everywhere we go out. Shibata Sam would ask, like, what do you guys you know, want to try? We're like, and that was like our, one of our biggest things. Like, we'll, we'll try everything. We want whatever like the local stuff is. And he had he had a friend that has a restaurant. Um, and God damn, Palo was good. I'm not gonna lie. It was, it was. Uh, they had one part. I don't know if they. It might have been like trouble, like translating what it was. But there was these little part. It, it kind of seemed like, like a buttery consistency, like but kind of flake, like a, a flaky strip that might have been like, like looked like dry butter almost. But apparently, it's like some part of the scalp, something like that. Wow. And uh, it was like it was. It tasted like like the best piece of like bacon I've ever had, like something like that. And then the rest of the meat was just. Yeah, it was just raw. And you kind of just eat it like sushi a little bit, you know, dip it in the dip it in a sauce. And I don't know, man, it's super high in protein and it was delicious. Uh, then the weirdest one I would say though, was it was the next night we had uh, we had raw chicken. Like they had it, they had like seared the outside. They had it cut up like 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 a sushi roll kind of, and they had just like seared the outside a little bit. The inside was completely pink. And that was the one I was like, I was nervous about that one because I was I was sitting there. Of course, I'm sitting there with a the hangover. My man, <laughs> my man. And I'm like, I'm looking, you know, I'm looking and, and I'm doing the normal, like uh I love that just they're little chicken balls, little balls of chicken. They put like three of them on stick, you know, order a bunch of those. So all right, so wait a second. Chicken's balls or chicken balls? Chick- chicken balls, balls of chicken, yeah. So okay. I was eating the chicken balls, and then that one comes out and Shabbat Sun's like, Yeah, check it out. And I look, I'm like, what is that? He's like, chicken. He's like, Oh, it's like sushi, no problem, you know. I'm like I look at Clark. I'm like, dog. This is how you die. Like this, you can't, like you can't eat chicken like that. And sure enough, like I'm. So then I, I had quite a bit. And then I just remember like texting my sister, all the way, you know, in America. I'm like, hey, uh, I mean, I'll know soon if I die. I was like, I'm just don't mind me eating raw chicken. You know, I was like, well, I'm sure I'll know fairly soon if it's if my stomach's gonna like it or not. But it was, it actually didn't have any any trouble with it. Didn't make me sick, and I'm I'm still alive somehow. But uh. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, what what other kind of wild stuff is there? 
to try out there. I mean, we don't know. You would never. It's on my bucket list. I have to go to Japan. Oh man, you got. I, I can't wait to go back. To is there? Uh, is there? Has there been any indication as to when the possibilities of? of... It looks. It looks like things are starting to open up to where visas are going to be possible. Possible again, but no. Like I have no. Uh, no concrete when, but it seems like things are moving that way now. So. So how quickly would you expect once this does happen and once it's it's solidified, it's happening? What would your expectations for uh, for the strong brand and for New Japan? What would that be for you? Like what what can you expect once it happens? I, w- I would assume once once things are really open and we're able to get stuff cracking, and then at that point, you know, we we can finally use everybody on our roster to the fullest, most biggest, you know. Um, utilize them the best way like everybody so that means you know finding like handful of us especially the you know the whole like pretty much you know a good chunk of the gaijin or any you know us new young (laughs) new young guys haven't been there in two years so you know it's going to be good for that show to have a mix of any of anyone on the strong brand going over there and then to be able to have i'm assuming that means we could probably bring more japanese guys over here because we'll be filling their you know we'll be rather than just only bringing some and taking from that brand which is what we've kind of been doing every now and then when we get koji or you know um big senpai that come through but now it'll be probably an easier exchange for everybody yeah it's like a old school talent exchange but between the same company yeah yeah and it's i think it's been cool though too because we you know we've definitely been able to you know we've it's being separate, separate from each other has given us the opportunity to really build ourselves as a specific our brand. Right. Um, I, I can genuinely see. Like, I would love to show up to Japan with, with whether it be just my boys or, you know, <clears throat> just, just big group of baby faces from Strong. You know what I mean? To come in there and, you know, it's sport. We do tournaments. And we got you know. So like, I would. I, I'm really. I believe in our roster and our dudes and what we, you know, what we, what we got going on. And I think that on our end too, it's going to be, um, you know, hopefully we're, we're looking to move with initiative, you know, move with purpose. And when those, when those gates open, come in and, you know, like, you know, come to Japan and be like, yeah, this is what we've been working on over here. You know, like we've been, you know, we've been working too. And, And now that we can all prove this, prove this, all this stuff. And, you know, the, start to have these matches and start to wrestle these dudes. So, you know, for me personally, like I said, that's, that's like, that's the, the thing that I'm missing. That's what I've, I've, I've been lacking and, um, you know, all that's changing and I'm, I'm really excited for all, you know, Please, if, I, if I got to watch another, you know, <laughs> if I got to watch another house of torture match, I'm going to throw my fucking TV down my driveway, <laughs> fucking dick to go. That son of a bitch. He's fucking everywhere. Him and evil, those motherfuckers. I swear to God, I don't take wrestling seriously. I love it, but God damn it! When I sit down, fucking new. I watched fucking night three to this afternoon New Japan Cup. Fucking evil and Taguchi. God damn it! If fucking <laughs> involved in it, what the fuck? God see, damn see, it! I hate I the house. Be a fairly consistent consensus. With, Pisses uh, me off. And then they jump in before his match, and then mm-hmm. fucking God damn it. <laughs> Yujiro right. Takahashi's coming down. They're hitting him with a chair. He's the fucking <laughs> in the ring. They're beating up referees. Kevin Kelly and fucking Chris Charlton are having a coronary. Someone's <laughs> got to stop this. Send in the New Japan strong people. 
so Carl, you dropped a lot of, uh, you're obviously a huge sports fan. Um, and you obviously, you know, dabble in the movies, mentioning the Tarantino versus Marvel kind of reference. Mm-hmm. What else, what else do you do when you're not consumed by professional wrestling? Drink. Oh, uh, oh, listen, we're, just, we're uh, yeah, man. I just, check I, your DMs, bro. We're I like to, uh, <laughs> I, li- I like to, uh, I hop on Twitch. I'm a DJ, um, uh, and, uh, and a producer. I've been, I've been, it's, it's kind of, so I, I just recently like got to check off another bucket list thing for me, but, um, like I, I produced my theme song, I produced Clark's theme song mm-hmm. and, uh, like Clark's went over really, pe- people really like it, but now, um, I also get paid to make music. For the company so like i've been you know i picked up a guitar when i was 16 and then you know by the time i was 19 i was in in, in bands when you know when i moved to college and um to be honest that's also that was one of the big reasons i quit playing college football because i really i just wanted to be in a fucking band man like i wanted yeah. i wanted to do music so bad and then my entire college career is always something i was da- i was always doing some sort of music something um, I've even I produced. Uh, I'll, I'll send it your way as well. Uh, but I, I produced a theme like the like Nevada football like official theme one of the years. So every and we did like a music full music video and all this stuff. Um, I produced the beat. My my buddy came to me. He was a rapper. They asked him to do it, but he uh, he needed a producer. So I made the whole beat. And then the band like the marching band was even playing the song. So like there was a whole football season where like we. Were, Pack was coming out to my music, you know. It's so, like I've been yeah. doing cool things like that. Um, and then those college marching bands are no joke. Oh, it's such, such a cool environment, man. Yeah. Here, hearing those bands. Um, and then when I, it was, it was when I signed in 2018, and you I mean pretty much you don't, you know, we're, we 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 didn't leave our house <laughs> in Cal in LA. We're not really allowed to leave unless we're going to train or go get groceries, essentially. Um, you know, we hadn't, hadn't earned our outside status yet. So then it was, it just freed me up a bunch of time to start dabbling into dance music more, which is something I had been like working on. But now after was four, you know, just about four years of it. Now I'm making full songs and I've spent, uh, 2020 gave me the opportunity to, I've always wanted to learn how to DJ. And now I'm, I'm, I'm good at it. I, I do it probably like four to six hours a day uh mm. messing with some sort of music or mixing uh i do like seven hour streams on twitch i haven't streamed in a, in a little over a month or so but um yeah i spend a lot of time but now it's also like something it's part of my job so i just get to make beats and then i sit on my computer make 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 a bunch of noise all day and then i take a break and i watch some wrestling and go you know it's just it's it's, it's good it's fun but um absolutely yeah pretty much Drink, drinking and playing music. Oh, bro. With the drinking though, because it's it's tough. It's because it's hard to dude, it's hard to listen to fucking uns, uns, house, you know, and especially when you're practicing. And the thing is, like to learn how to mix and like do well in a set, like you have to let the songs play out. So it's also like practicing takes three hours because like yeah. that's what I would be doing in public with play, you know, playing a, a whole thing. But yeah, sometimes like I need, I need, I need a beer, man. I need something. I need, I need to Absolutely. do something to sip on while I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm with you. Well, cause <laughs> I, I actually used to, to do that myself, but back in like when I was doing it, like it wasn't DJing. It was just sliding a fader from one CD to the next one. Oh, yeah, on the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. So like you're playing actual songs. You're not doing anything yourself. You're just, yeah, literally yeah. just sliding a little thing over. <laughs> it's just cross fading. Exactly. Cross, exactly. There, that's the term. That's mm-hmm. science. There you go. Yeah, man, I'm, I just yeah, I spend most most of my day just making making robot music or making music for New Japan now. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
I, if I was given the choice to make music or stand across the ring from Minoru Suzuki, I would I would make music. He fucking horrifies me. I watched that that main event today, Shingo Takagi and Big Tom. Man, that one was bro. They beat the shit. I would ne- they beat the shit out of each other. They beat the shit out of you guys. When you go over there, look, you've you've shared the ring. You've teamed. With- I've had man. I have one. Uh, luckily, I was you know I had some of the commentary guys afterwards you know give you know give me big compliments on it but it was a uh, tag league when uh goto son and i wrestled yoshihashi and ishii i had if you, if you go watch that if I go find tag league 2019 and uh i had a lot of time in there with ishii and it was my first you know as by gritting my teeth eating eating the elbows and the fucking chops to the throat and all that fun stuff but it was it was a, the big for me like a, a big uh you know challenge to go go through that get through that stand in the pocket and, and thrive in that situation. And, you know, from what, what I was told, it was great. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking those ass whoopings from Suzuki a handful of times already. You know, I just, every time he comes out to the ring anyways, <laughs> you're young line as well. And I've, you know, shared the ring with a, a handful of times. Um, Kenta, Ken, Kenta, Kenta beat the shit out of me in the, in the, you know, the new Japan cup two years ago or a year ago, whatever. And, and it's just, it's what we do, you know, it's that, so like I saw I, when I was watching that uh, Ishii match, the one you're talking about now, it was like, that's the, that's the stuff that gets my, my blood going, you know what I mean? Like that's, I'm like, that's, that's what I want. I see that. And, and um, you know, the, the Christopher Daniels match was fucking amazing for me, you know, to be able to do there, stand in the ring. But I'm like, no, I want to, I want to sit here and fucking stand in the pocket and throw bows at him. You know what I mean? I want to do that shit, you know? But um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's exciting to see that uh, you know there's that that's that's that strong style of fucking fighting spirit is still very much alive and well. Sprinkled in with you know some of the other stuff that you might not be as thrilled about that you expressed earlier. It's just the house of torture. Everybody, look, it's a shame because I was all in on Evil when he fucking turned his back on Lij and he won the IWGP. Mm-hmm. And you put. Who's a sh- show? Yo, one of those guys is over. He so he doesn't need to be running around with dick to go. What's wrong with him? <laughs> and the Bullet Club's falling apart. Oh, Bullet Club is strong. They those family feud growing pains they go through every year and a half, two years or so. It's 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 just gonna Carl, get how expo- with them, I guess. I don't know, but how how exposed were you to the New Japan product or the Japanese product in general before you before you enlisted in the in the in the dojo? I think my first, when I first really started checking things out and like studying and like seeing like, what the, you know, what the fuck is this? Like 2016, was it 2016 when Jericho went over, had that first match? Someone maybe somewhere around there. With the, was, was, did he start with Omega? I think he did the Kenny match first. Yeah, right? yeah. Cause but, that was um, when he, Kenny won, had just beaten maybe eight. I don't, was it AJ or was it Tana? I, I, whoever was the big star. It was, it was probably AJ because AJ probably had just left. And then Chris Jericho's on the screen, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. I could be, I could. Matt, Matt would know better than me. I have no idea. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, Yeah, and obviously, being a WCW guy, like a lot of times early on, because he had that, you know, he had that. He was a heel. He had that top ponytail, and I like, I, I love watching the cruiserweights because as like a little kid, I was like, well. I don't look like fucking Goldberg. <laughs> you know, I was like, I always thought that I was going to be like a Rey Mysterio guy. Like, and 
I also was only like five four as a freshman in high school. Like it's I'm a, I'm a late bloom, late bloomer dog. I thought I was gonna be short, you know. Um, and so you know Jericho coming over obviously brought a, a ton of eyes. You know that's that's how I started by just watching, you know, and then seeing a Kenny Omega match for the first time, and then seeing him and Okada. Like I think it was later that year. It was like like how <laughs> how are these guys doing this? You know, I've only <laughs> ever seen WWE teen it you know and and it probably i think like x to you know guys like christopher daniels but like you know when i was in middle school and discovered tna like i hadn't seen wrestling that was just so like you know like what the fuck is this like what are the, like the x division at the time it was it was it was insane you know you've never seen shit like that and then it's just this you know I, that the japanese style what it's evolved into um and then what guys like kenny and okada do uh, it blew my mind. So I started watching more, but I still didn't understand. I still, it was, it was hard for me to study and not just see move, you know, it was hard for me to understand what, what it was. Cause it's, you know, different, different genre, different storytelling. So it took me, it took me having to become a part of the company and be immersed in it to understand it. But now, you know, I think that, like I said before, like this, this to me suits me, I think way better than anything I was doing prior to. And that I think that I'm, I'm this version of me and, you know, the, the things, you know, the, the, the direction I'm headed and where I've been here with new Japan is the, has been the best combination to truly become the wrestler I wanted to become. And, it, and I think that if I would have stayed in America, that there's a lot of this, this edge and I mean, even just this, this toughness, you know what I mean? Like you can't, you, you either die in that ring with Suzuki and those guys, or you know what I mean? You, you take that ass whipping and, and you, you fucking go do it again the next day. And uh, I don't think that's like this, that grit that I, you know, I didn't have that before I came to New Japan and before, you know, spending six days a week, with two other guys beating the shit out of each other every day in the dojo, you know, it, it was, it was, it was awesome, but I didn't, yeah, it was. It wasn't until, and even then, it was probably not until, you know, I did that five and a half week G one tour, which was a long, tour, you know, my first time ever leaving the country too, uh, and then do, and then not only that, but it's just like you're you're doing it as a young boy. So then again, like so you, you're up earlier, you, you know, you're you're doing all you got all the young boy responsibilities before the show, after the show, doing the bus, all that stuff. But then we would have like these training sessions before the shows. And it was our first time coming in, our first time meeting the Japanese lions, and like we were, none of us spoke. We, we there was very much like a we like you know if we were to let them outshine us in any in any noticeable way or bad you know or when yeah. we're in there like you watch Clark and Narita in those early early turns the, or early early matches that we had, and they were just fucking shooting man. The wrestling that they're doing is so, and, but they're 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 not letting each other reverse. They're trying you know they they went at it. And um, and if we and if we would have you know gotten our asses whipped in the ring, we would have had to, we would have went backstage and got our asses whipped again. You know? I was gonna I was gonna ask you that before you went on that first tour over there. Does Shibata tell you guys like you're my young lions? Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. Don't and, embarrass and, and that me. Was too, yeah. It was, I mean, yeah, you have that feel and um, going in and doing those workouts beforehand. Like for us, it, like they were fucking hard. They were miserable, and you're taking. Just, I mean, Mox just talked about it in an interview, and I remember, I remember it was like the second or last night of the G1, and I remember 
you know, we're doing our training session all the, and it's, you know, taking 10, 20 flatbacks every single day before we go rest, you know, we're just bumping, taking tackles. And I just get, I heard him off the side, like, Jesus Christ, stop bumping. Like, fuck, you know, every time we would take, cause we're just in there shit out of each other we're getting a full workout in and then it's like all right doors are open so then we go get changed and we're probably one of the early matches so then you're just like yeah i've been working out for three hours two hours now now i'll go wrestle this match and then um but yeah five and a half weeks of that was you know it was it was it was fun it was awesome it was my first you know it was my first big tour but then like midway through the tour i got to deal with like the real life stuff that comes along with the business i like you know my uncle passed away like midway through the tour like an hour before I get that phone call, 8 a.m. Like I, you know, I had a, had a really fun Facetime breakup call. You know what I mean? Like all the all the real life stuff. So then it was that first tour was like I got to, I was I was doing it. I was touring. I was on the fucking G1. I'm doing 12,000 people arenas, you know, and everything is awesome. But then like dealing with the double edged sore, it was just it was a it was a fucking roller coaster, man. And I was and honestly, like I wasn't I was very nervous about whether or not I I could tough it out in Japan because of that tour. Um, and my contract had actually expired like the last day I, 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 I re I resigned like that, that night after the show, but you know, it was even, I just talked about it on another interview, like sh shout out to Rocky Romero. Cause he's just been, you know, he's just been, a, he's, he's like our go-to guy, you know, in the office and everything like that. And he's, just, he's also been someone, you know, when Shibata-san was gone for a few weeks or so at a time back home in Japan, or like Rocky was in there helping us training, but, you know, he's, he's been there, but he was one of the, one of the guys, uh, you know, a few times throughout that tour, I was having a hard time or even, you know, that conversation that's like, you know, just your first tour, very long, it's very, like, just, you know, stick it out. Like, I, you know, and, and I did, and I'm so glad I did, but, uh, yeah, I, and I think that's the other thing that I've been like super bummed about with the way things have gone the last two years because, you know, after from July to January, I was on every single tour, even Super Junior, Super Junior Tag League. Like I was on those tours, and I and I got so comfortable, and I was feel I was, you know, like you're wrestling that many days a week, and now we're kind of I'm like a like I'm in the Army Reserves now. I'm like one week in a month, baby. <laughs> you know, we, we, we do these tapings and like. And, and it's and it's just like it's harder to like feel that sharp right. you know um but yeah like i was feeling so good and i was like man i get it now especially like i said after that fourth tour i was like i don't hopefully i can do this and adapt here you know and then i finally did it and, and i'm like I, I understand the wrestling i understand what we do who we are who, how i fit in here um and yeah now i'm just dying to get back <laughs> let me ask you yeah. We're gonna we're gonna let you go shortly, Carl. I know it's been uh, it's been a long talk. It's been great though, and yeah, we appreciate your time. I'll I'll you all night. You me, so, but, uh, <laughs> so you come back from your your G one climax tour. You're a WCW fan. They tell you, hey, we're gonna do this show in Tacoma, Washington, and you're gonna team with Jushin Thunder Liger. How what what was that like for you? Because you because you did it the next night too in Defy. It wasn't like a one off thing. You got the mm -hmm. yeah yeah I got I got two and then uh, man it was cool and like the homie Pillman was in that match too. Like that was my that was the only time I got to share the win with Brian. Um, but yeah, dude, being just one of those like just like being in the dojo at first. Like it's still now now that I like I know him really well. You know I'm like I'm like oh it's, you know it's like or something now. But at, for like. To that point at first like oh like this is the you know just like all these legends like man this is the guy like sitting on the bus and nagata-san's you know across the aisle for me you're like and tana's next to you 
<laughs> you know, like it's just like what? It's crazy. Right. Um, but then yeah, then being in being in that match, and then uh, you know, and then when you're in those matches with those guys too, it's like every match, like I gotta obviously gotta impress boss man, Shibata san. Like that's like come back from the match, yeah. and, you know, go get your critique, but then like I'm in here with Liger son too, and like if I'm in if I'm not performing well, I guarantee you know that that's probably gonna be a problem. So it's like that, <laughs> that uh, like that stress. I like to say because proudly I've been I've been fairly lucky with uh, you know the ass weapons I've gotten for getting in trouble or anything like that. But I also I always joke with the boys. I was like, yeah, I was like I always I was like I did so well because I was just afraid of getting my ass whipped. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I was like, oh, I just uh, I think I excelled because I was just scared. <laughs> Fear is a powerful thing. Yeah. Powerful tool, man. I'll tell you that. We, uh, what was it? Let me ask you, what was it like? Uh, so we've been doing the podcast for a little I, over 10 I, years now. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. <laughs> and we've when, and we vended a wrestler uh, back in the day <laughs> so that we were we were allowed to go backstage to, to, you know, pay him and talk to him. And I walked back there and there was fucking Jushin Thunder Liger without his mask on. And I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken. I was like, you're not. It's like, you know, I don't want to see this. It's it's a memory that I want to scrub from my mind, like completely, like for the rest of my life, even though I know he's wrestled previously without the mask. But like, just like, I think that's just you guys being good fans. If you ask me, like, I don't understand wrestling fans man like and i'm obviously i'm not talking about all fan but it's like we're like the only ones yeah. like the only one like i like no one hates wrestling more than wrestling fans for some That's reason very true but like you know all my friends that are like i guess usually i use like the game of thrones reference or walking dead but like something like euphoria that's what everyone watch. i don't watch shows but like yeah. every you know but i know people Gibberish. like people that watch shows normal people fans of stuff they don't want spoilers they don't fuck with spoilers they don't like they don't go out of their way to try and learn every single like like i, I used to love turning on any you know turning on wrestling as a kid and like oh what, like, what's going on like what's going to happen tonight like so crazy to me you know like yeah. you guys want to keep liger in that on that you know in that light Dude. as a fan you know like and i don't i just don't understand why like I, like I swear, so many wrestling fans just like it was. It was the own experience. You know, it was the thing. single worst moment of my life, and, <laughs> and I've been through some shit. <laughs> yeah, I was not. I was not ready for that. There should have been like a. Should have been. A, I mean, I didn't belong back there in the first place, but there should have been. Yeah, <laughs> I was doing. Here comes doing the, Put your mask on. Yeah. I was doing the interviews back there. For, okay. for them and i was like getting content for the podcast which i wasn't even a part of at the time but i was the man on the street and i was back there like, the briscoes elijah burke uh, uh nick uh not nick gage uh god uh christ why am i blanking on his name the hardcore nick guy he just said it right no no uh <laughs> who's who's like the, the the old old guy that who's crazy and psychopathic uh nick That's- you could. That's a lot of. Oh my god! He was there. He was Necro old. Butcher. Sounds like a wrestler. Necro Butcher. <laughs> Necro Butcher. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And Necro Butcher. Like I wanted to get an interview with him, and he's like, "Hey, go talk to Liger. I hear he speaks perfect English." <laughs> so like, so like a jerk, I went over there. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, that's oh, bad moment. <laughs> who is who? Carl. Who's who's your favorite person uh, to get in there and work with? I think, man, I, I, 
the match that I had with Alex at Resurgence, I think, especially for the 10 minute opener that it was, like, I think, cause, cause again, like it was like that new Japan, you know, is it it be, being able to do that. But um, man, Clark Connors, dude, <clears throat> the first guy I wrestled when we, you know, when we got in the, in the dojo in a court, you know, we're all no talking, like I said, like five minute round, just seeing, seeing what everyone's got. And like, and I'm, it sounds cliche I'm just like that first lockup and I was just like oh I, like this guy wrestles like I know I he wrestled I can tell he I can feel that he probably wrestles like me and then that in that first five minutes first time meeting each other like everything was just without you know we were on the same wave and then the more we learned stuff you know through the same training all of that and then we did that uh we like 20 minute main event that first LA dojo showcase and that was uh, for us. That was like that was our opportunity to take the ball and say like, yeah, we can do. We we can do. We're main event fucking guys, and we can put on. You know, we'll we'll, we'll go out here and do our jobs like we um, <clears throat> need to and know we can. And then like same thing with that match. It was like so I, I couldn't believe it. it was twenty minutes when we were done. You know, everything like it's just and our I think our timing, just every everything about it. You know, like he's he's someone that like I just know what he's doing and how he's going to do it. And, it. and it's like, it's been that way since day one. It's all, it's awesome. I love, I like watching you and Clark and I do like you and Alex too. Uh, I think you guys yeah. have chemistry. Uh, I just pulled my mic. <laughs> yep. 10 years. <laughs> 10 years, Carl. <laughs> I've been, I've been very excited to talk to Carl. I've wanted to have him on the show for a while. Now. This was a great, a great, great time. Oh, this has been a man. I'll, I'll tell you, we we talked my hangover off, so that's good. I, mean, I, I feel tenfold better than I did when I started the, the conversation. All right, look at us. <laughs> We're the cure for a hangover. It's the, it's, the, it's the smiles, man. That and yeah, I, I definitely appreciate a fun, easy talk. And then I also appreciate every time I do an interview now, and someone doesn't ask the question, like, "So did you do a lot of squats in the dojo?" Like. Yeah, of course, there's a lot of fucking squats in the dough. Like, what was the most the annoying question hard? we asked you? Huh? What was the most annoying question we asked you? No, you guys nailed it because because every like I get like a little like my uh, my antennas will go as soon as we start talking about dojo and training and things. You know, it's like gotcha. Yeah, but then yeah. you know you you guys ask good personal questions. You yeah. know, <laughs> just, we don't give a shit. About training hard, you know, or. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to disappoint the Shining Wizards yeah. listeners. So, Carl, I have to ask. I asked the question to all my guests, oh, all no. our guests. Excuse oh, me. Oh boy. My oh. question though: When was the last time you shit your pants? I've yet to do that in a match. I've yet I just to, met in general. I've yet to have. Well, I just want to say, like, I've yet because because it's gonna happen. Like, <laughs> like I just, I just <laughs> everybody I know, you know, everyone like did it, it, like it happens to everybody. Uh, let's see. Last time. I think I would say I think this last summer I sharted. Last, yeah, last time I think I, that I can think of, or you know, I had to had to go check things out and things didn't go well. I would I think it was maybe late July, early August. Yeah, sometime around time. resurgence, I shit my pants, guys. <laughs> Look, it happens <laughs> all the time. It happens. <laughs> Ethan Page tells a hysterical uh, shitting his pants story where he was doing like door to door sales. And oh, he no. shit his pants like at somebody's house while he was doing it. He told it in the middle of. Oh, he told it on the podcast, and then he went upstairs and like threw his underwear out or something. I. Oh, yeah. oh, that sucks. Well, I, I, it happens to me more than it should to a normal human being. So, um, 
and then some, I, people, some people it's a, it's, a, it's i know i got i have friends that like i'm like what do you mean you shit your pants again <laughs> that's kevin that's you all the time the last time i shit my pants carl i was literally six inches from the toilet bowl worth. <sighs> i was going to take a dump and it just i sharded and it was <laughs> oh it was not, and I had bragged day. about it the night before. Okay. Like, yeah, I bragged about it on the podcast. I was like, "It's been like eight months since I shit my pants. We're rolling." Okay, I'm on, a, I'm on a streak right now. No yeah, pun intended. Was, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not on a streak for once. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, oh, that when we would love to have you back on anytime. Just scratch Let's the surface. You mentioned Super Seriously. Juniors, and like that, just like I, like, how did we not talk about Super Juniors? And now I just want to <laughs> talk about Super Juniors. Let's, let's do it, and, man. And it's inevitable that New Japan eventually comes to the East Coast. New Japan strong. So yep. when they come to New York or Philadelphia, we'll meet up after the show uh, and do some shots of Jaeger. So I will do Jaeger. So I, I should be seeing. Let's. I think April. I might be able to have a shot or two with you. But yeah, we. You'll know soon enough, I'm sure. I am excited. Yeah, I can't that, wait. That should be happening sooner than later. So, I was at I was in Philly in 2020. Uh, Great story. At the arena. Oh, okay. I, wrestled, I wrestled uh Mikey Nichols in Philly. There, I got fucking <laughs> shit faced at that show. <laughs> Man, I was I love wrestling in Philly. They're just I got so shit faced. East Coast there. crowd, you know. I'll tell you what, that arena, nothing like the original ECW arena, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's still just just that I'm in the building is cool, and I I do love that like the whole area is fucking shitty. Like it's outside, shit. it's, it's I'm like I'm like this is 100 percent the area that ECW was thriving in. Like this is definitely their little neighborhood. Fuck yeah. Uh, and then so, I like and then I hurry to the bus, you know. <laughs> uh, I I was lucky enough to go to ECW shows back in the day, oh, uh, the arena. I had to take a shit. In a pizza in a pizza parlor where I had to go down into the basement to use their bathroom. And my buddy who went with me went down. He couldn't find the chain to turn the light on, so he just pissed all over the place. And I was like, we get outside, and he's like, Yeah, I just pissed all over. I'm like, dude, they had like fucking soda and shit down there. What's wrong with you? And I couldn't find the chain. I'm like, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, I got fucking hammered at that show. Because I work on a food truck, so I worked. Oh, yeah, yeah. I worked the, the, the farmer's market in the morning, and then we had like a 90-minute drive. And I just I started crushing double jacket Cokes, and I had like two hot dogs. <laughs> and I was in, I was in bad shape. Whiskey and hot dogs, man. It was not a good combination. <laughs> not a good combination. Just but it was a great show. Yeah. I, had I, had, time. I had some Jameson yesterday. So this is a typical Sunday fun day, or what turned into Sunday fun day. Oh, look at this. The it's, gift uh, that keeps on giving right here. Two, yeah, this is this is an insight into like being out in public with me, guys. Uh, oh, God, I can't again, it was supposed to be a chill day, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Two, blood, two big Bloody Marys. Um... I had at least three mimosas, and then, of course, ever like pitchers. Usually, it's pitchers of Coors Light. Fair. Had the Jameson shit. We tried to. My buddy, uh, I call it. So I live in a duplex, and a homie that lives upstairs went to college together. So he was not on that college wave time time machine with me, and even he was like down yesterday. He's like, "Let's do a shot of Jaeger. Let's do it." I was like, "Ah!" But they were out. <laughs> Fucking supply chain guys. 
Uh, ah. yeah, so uh, so we did. So we we took took a shot of JMO instead, and then uh, do you know what long drinks are? It's a uh, they're they're in can. It's a can cans. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, like, the, like the, a Moscow the, Mule. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah. Uh, the blue, the regular one, the gin one. Uh, I probably throughout the rest of the after it was it was about a ten hour day. I think from about noon to ten ten thirty we were out, and yeah, then it was just a bunch of gin drinks for the rest of the night, and then of course the two days before were just anything that whoever any anyone gave us that's so. right <laughs> that was that was the, how it goes that was the menu on a sunday when it was like yeah we're gonna send it but like it was supposed to be like chill at the same time but it is wow. a lot of a lot of stuff all right and what is it 5 5 10 p.m on monday and i'm probably not hungover anymore so Good god bless <laughs> carl this is absolutely I can, I can, I can, I can party, but the repercussions are. <laughs> oh, they're there. Yeah, they're there. This <laughs> has been an absolute pleasure. Now. We'd love any time. Uh, we'd love Dude, to have you back on. Before you go back to Japan, when you come back, you're promoting anything. Uh, we'll we'll touch base because this was a blast. And uh, oh, man, yeah, I had a blast. Tony, we we have a third, and it's Tony, but he hates guests apparently. <laughs> yeah. Tony and I don't know why he doesn't, he doesn't fuck with the guest shows. <laughs> no, he hates them. He never does. He's like, oh, watch. You want to, Carl? You want to fuck with him? Especially like when it's like a seven o'clock guest. When we start, like he's he okay. wants no part of it. <laughs> I just texted him. I told him we were ready. When he drops in, Carl, tell him like go fuck yourself and just hang up. It'll be hysterical. Yes, let's do that, please. Go fuck, <laughs> go fuck yourself, Tony and. <laughs> Like, Tony, I heard you hate guests. Go fuck yourself. Right, here you go. Okay. You, <laughs> you guys know I'm listening to you, waiting for you guys to like invite me into the conversation, right? All right. I mean, Carl, Carl, you're on. Hey, Tony, man. Nice to meet you. I'm going to get out of your hair. Um, yeah, you guys, you, guys, you guys can fuck off for the rest of the evening since you know you, you don't really want me here. So thanks for the chat. I shit my pants last week, by the way. I need fucking left. <laughs> That's right. Fuck Carl Fredericks. Oh, fucking awesome! No, that, he didn't deserve that. We deserve. Hey, Danny, he fucking shit. bounced on me. What a dick! That was. Thought <laughs> you said you were listening. Yeah, I was listening. Well, you, then you should have known that that was the plan. Holy shit! Well, it's on a fucking like ten second delay, so I didn't get the entire plan. I was trying to cut it off at the pass, and I guess I was still too late anyway. Hey, T Donk, I got I got good news for you. Oh shit! What? Carl Fredericks. Oh no! Top five. See, I can't go along with that because I didn't listen to the whole thing. But he might I be heard, number. He might be number one. What I heard, I think top ten definitely. He might be he until might until, he, until he motherfucked me, and then you know, <laughs> he may have just beat out Sonny Kiss as number one, or Stevie Ray as number one. I hope his hangover is not over. I hope like he's got residuals and he's like he fucking blows a fart and he shits his pants. And I hope the cycle starts over for him too. Hey, I like so them Matt, apples, Carl. Hey, so Matt, what do you say we take a commercial break? Oh, you fucking bring me in and you're going to do a break? Fuck uh, all y'all. Yeah, but if you got to go, you can go. I'll catch up with this guy. No, I thought that was hysterical, though. That's why I had to say Oh, it was awesome. I don't okay. have yeah, to for a break. Yeah, fucking great. Wonderful. He had a blast, by the way. I blasted his ass. So you Bro, I looked up. It was 7.45. I was like, holy shit. We're, this, this is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Hello, Tony. Good. You got rid of Kevin. <laughs> No, what everybody's leaving? Me. Are you leaving too? Is that the fucking joke? No, I'm not real. Relax. Are you all giving me to Iggy tonight? Like the second no, half I of the show's Kevin's all me. Gonna go take a piss. Was he gonna go piss on the soda cans? 
That was that was Donnie Freakins that did that. Fucking Donnie, what a dick. <laughs> it kind of doesn't surprise me. It seems like a Donnie thing to do. <laughs> well, since I'm here, I might as well do the fucking plugs and let you guys know what's happening around the Shining Wizards Network these uh, days. Are right? you going to do that? Because then I will take a piss. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. I'll do the show. Why not? Fucking assholes. Yeah, and zoom in on me. Look how handsome I am. Look at this. Here, I'll give you some music. What do you want? Three, three fucking ugly idiots talking shit about shit, and then I come back, and they just give me the entire floor to myself. This is amazing. I love it. This week of the past on the Shining Wizards Network, we've had the Turnbuckle Throwbacks, who celebrated 35 years of demolition. That's right. They cover everything from the beginning days all the way through to Demolition Blast. It's a blast. And unfortunately, no Jay this week, who is the glue of that show, but Phil and Choppy did a great job. Inconclusive Breakdown, Justin and Vince are covering more of the Ukraine situation and their top 10 this week, Movie Brothers. Always love listening to Inconclusive Breakdown. Ringside Rant, Justin and RJ are covering the March 3rd, 1997 Raw from Germany, which features the European Championship Final between Davy Boy Smith and Owen Hart. Amazing match. Go check that out. Radioactive Metal. Snowy and Aaron ask everyone the question, what is metal? And then they spend the next two hours playing all the greatest fucking metal and talking about all kinds of metal shit. The Mark Order Podcast. I know it's a little behind. They are always on Wednesdays. Don't forget to check them out. They covered the Tony Khan announcement about Ring of Honor being purchased by Tony Khan. I know we're probably going to talk about that later, but I want to let you know what the professionals who cover AEW every week we're talking about. And they give a little pay-per-view preview. If you haven't watched the pay-per-view, please check them out. And I'm sure they're going to have a recap this Wednesday anyway. So check out our friends at the Mark Order Podcast. Wrestling Night in Canada, Snowy, Matt, and Ducky are back. And they're covering all of the big men in pro wrestling history. We're talking Andre. We're talking Giant Gonzalez. They're all there, and they talk about them. And they pretty much consider the fact that none of these guys are actually uh, very handsome, which I would tend to disagree with, but it's there. And of course, our friends from Down Under, the broadcast, they actually go on a rewind. They have the Rusev versus uh, John Cena match from WrestleMania 31 in the vault. And they also do a watch along to WrestleMania 17's main event, The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's what's going on around the Shining Wizards Network this week. Don't forget to, if you have not joined the Patreon, patreon.com slash wizards podcast, shiningwizards.com slash Patreon. We've got tons of bonus episodes up there, but listen, you don't even have to do that for as little as $1. We will mention you each and every week right here on the show as part of our Patreon producers list. But your best value, Matt says it each and every week for $3, you get access to the library of bonus shows. And we got a bunch of bonus shows already for you in March. We did another crossword puzzle. And when I say we, I mean Matt took a shot at it this time, playing against Kevin, and I was the hostess with the mostest. It was awesome. And we also covered our top five, our top five favorite WrestleMania matches of all time. That's all in the hopper. Those episodes, plus all of the archive of the bonus episodes available for you just for $3 a month. Five bucks a month, we will plug your shit. You got a website. You got a friend who makes experimental music. You want to sell something. We'll plug it for you. Let us know. Better not be any kind of poopy stuff, though, because as much as we like talking about poop, I don't think we want to plug poop. Actually, you should probably buy a plug if you have poop problems. That's a little advice from your Uncle Tony. 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month. We got the regular box of wizardry. We got the, gr- the, the ginormous grande mocha latte machino. 
boxes of wizardry every three months we're gonna send the flyest freshest dopest wrestling stuff to your door matt's been on top of that matt combs the world far and wide to bring you guys good stuff and it's all there at the ten dollar and twenty dollar levels three months minimum every three months you get a brain it's like fucking christmas four times a year where can you beat that you can't you got it right here from your boys and shiny wizards and i know matt's already with the list so if he wants to get back on the screen if he wants to get back on the screen i'm giving him the cue there he is Matt's going to tell us this month, this week, our Patreon producers. Uh, we want to thank those that support us. Tony just did an amazing job. So uh, hands hands together for Tony. Big clap there for T-Donk. Uh, we couldn't do this without these wonderful folks who continue to support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards. Manny Kratzo, the king of the Shining Wizards. Wizards. <coughs> Excuse me. Danny and Anthony Rusinello, the AOP of the SWP. Sean Toe, Sean Calejo, Kate, the great Hensler over at OnDeckIC.com. She's the queen of the podcast. She's doing the Mark Order. She's doing Fightful. She's doing Sour Graps. I, I can't keep track of her. Follow her on her social media. She's got a whole list. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the K. J. G. Maddie Mellinger, Christine Friesendorf, Mark Parloni. Happy birthday. Uh, Kenny Halsey, the Scotch drinks more. Uh, Jay Cop, the big cop of pump. Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock, who's throwing out that Ring of Honor podcast, which I want to listen to because I think they covered the 10th anniversary show and I was at the Hammerstein Ballroom for that. So I want to listen to that. Uh, Michael Hammond, Matthew Birch, was it the 10th or the 14th anniversary show? I don't know. I got to go back and look. Matthew Birch, the True Prince of Pro. Braden Bergen, the LeBron James of Mattel Elite figure collecting. Brendan Haney. Kerry Cowling, Ryan Schlong, Asian Joe, David Henry Bauer the third, I Dunk Biscuits from the UK, brand new Patreon yeah. supporter. Thank um, you. Roll, Mike Peterson, Rob Humphrey, and last but certainly not least, his pal Antonio Hauserman makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. The one, the only, William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, Kevin. Oh, yeah. Big time meetings. All right. See you guys next week. All right. Thanks for stopping by. I'm I'm chatting. I'm just following up with our guests. My apologies. No, no. I wasn't. That wasn't, Dude, that wasn't directed, directed, directed you. at you. That yeah, was directed at me. Like I served my purpose. I yeah, Tony. Tony's and... here. He wants to leave. It's fine. That's all. <laughs> I heard we got another guest at eight 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 twenty five. So I don't want to be here for That's that. That's right. Either Frederick Carls will be joining us at <laughs> Frederick Carls at eight forty five. So we get <laughs> the new signee, to... Tony. The new signee to Impact Wrestling. <laughs> That's right. Frederick Carls. <laughs> Who's the man? Frederick Carls is the man. Big Frederick Carls guy. Loved him at a ECPAW. EC Paul. EC Paul. That's right. EC Paul. A lot of fundraisers for pets. <laughs> well, Tony, it's it's great of you to join us. Great. It's great of you to be here so I can join you. That's right. Yeah, well, we got a lot to talk about. A lot Ooh. to cover. <laughs> Big stuff. AEW Revolution. Big time night. Was Yay. last night. Yeah. And you know what that means? Oh no, is that what it means? Is that oh. what I think it means? Oh no, Who's it means it? the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast made some picks last night. It's time for the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast picks for the pay per view. 
We're mad dominated. Oof. What a stinker. I don't Wait, know. You I don't dominated? Know. I don't is dominated. dominated the right bro, word? I went eleven and one. Eleven and one. What did you do? Eight and four. Eight and four. Why did what we? I wasn't talking shit. I'm right on your ass, Tony. I'm two behind you now, you punk ass. I always like two behind me. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Kevin's one behind me. I'm right in the middle now. Oh my god, Kevin's in third place. Kevin's over, bro. Yeah, I'm done. I stink. I hate picks. I'm done. I fucking hate him too, man. I hate him. I'll em. tell you the two big differences. Uh-oh. I pick legit Layla. You guys pick Statlander. Bunch yeah. of fucking shit. Didn't see that one coming. And I picked Britt Baker, and you guys took Thunder Rosa. Yeah, that one. There's always one you want to have back. I don't think that's the one I want to have back, though. Uh, Tony took Keith Lee to win the ladder match. And Kevin took Red Dragon to win the tag titles. Yeah, that one I would want to have back. That's the one you want to take back. Because I just thought that the 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 story of of the the tension between the two, if, if these guys are the newcomers are having the belts and all that stuff, I just thought that it would have been a nice little story to tell. So that's why I went with uh with Red Dragon being Young Buck being jealous of them even though Young Bucks are clearly, in the eyes of the world, better than them. Air quotes there. But I just, yeah. So I I would like to have that one back. And then we all lost the Danielson match. It's my only blemish on my record. Yeah. You know, that's the one I would like to have back. I should have thought better than that. I should have thought John Moxley was going to win that damn thing. That's the one I would have taken back. I would have stuck with Thunder Rosa. I would have stuck with Keith Lee, but if one to have back, it would have been Moxley. And can I tell you how much I hated that match, by the way? The Thunder Which Rosa, match? The Thunder Rosa Britt Baker match. I hated the sequence towards the end. It's fair enough. It's, it's all right. She's a heel. We get it. She has heaters. I get it. But that's like a dynamite finish. That's not a that's not a pay per view finish to me. And it just really, really, really bothered me. I didn't see any of the show. I can tell oh. you that somebody posted. Uh, Thunder Rose's entrance and they said that look at her she looks like she doesn't want to be there and that was a telltale sign that she was not winning no and I she, disagree with that a hundred percent I don't know man I watched that and it's kind of hard to argue against it because she came out and she had like no expression on her face I think that was like serious like I'm not showing emotion because I'm in this to to win this championship face yeah, but she, came, but she came out in like a like a half a flamingo looking thing too. Like right at first, then she shed it. She shed shedded it. Shed it. Shed it. Shedded it. it, it shedded it. Shedded it quick, and then it was just her eye in the prize. I don't know. That's how I took it. You know what I took away from it? Brand new belt. What do you think of the new belt? Beautiful. It's beautiful. I I concur with Kevin. It's a an little... upgrade. For, it's an upgrade. It's a, it's an homage to the uh, North American Championship from uh, Mid South. Do you know this already for facts? Oh yeah, yes. It's it's okay. designed exactly the same. It's even got the four corners with the little circles in them. Is this the Ooh. North American belt that Jeff Jarrett wore in WWE? No, 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 no. This was the uh, this was the Mid South North American belt held by um, oh shit, Magnum uh, TA. Oh, okay, was... all right, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah you don't yeah, talk yeah. about it. it's like it looks really I do. oversized. I, do. I for some reason I just decided to put nwa in my head instead of mid-south the the only the only thing that i don't understand is didn't they just 
make the other belt bigger not too long ago. And gold too, I think, right? Yeah. Didn't, so didn't they make it a little bigger of an oval and gold? Yeah. So like it's just really weird that they would like pivot so quickly to another new design. Right, but eh, whatever. Uh, they probably knew that the first one looked like shit. Well, there you go. Bro, it's ter- it was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. 100%. It looked great when it was on like Rio because she weighed a hundred pounds soaking wet. But when fucking Nyla Rose is wearing a thing, it looks like a fucking belt buckle. Yeah. <laughs> very, very rare misstep in the AEW belt department, by the way, that belt. Because everything else is has been phenomenal. Other than the COVID snafus with the TNT titles, everything else, all the uh, other belts look great. Yeah, the, the tag belts still feel a little Dave and Busters to me. No way. Those are the best tag belts in the in the game. What? It's a toss-up between them and NXT UKs. And I uh, haven't watched NXT UK in like six years. So they might be different. Uh, I so, think are, yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Kevin. I mean, no, 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 it's fine. We should, should not be talking about belts. <laughs> so, uh, Revolution, I thought was phenomenal. Um, to Kevin's point, I didn't. The Britt Baker Thunder Rosa and the Jade Cargill take Conte match, they were not good. They were not good. The best women's match of the night happened on the pre show. I saw the ending of that match and I was like, Ugh. I didn't which see the one? whole match. Which, which legit match? Layla with the fucking with the with the with the gimmick. Ugh. It was oh, it wasn't even. It wasn't only that. I saw that move that they tried to do off the top rope together, and I was just like, yikes. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot more yikes. I thought there was a lot more yikes moment in the Jade Cargill Take Conte match. I hated the fucking kiss at the beginning. I don't understand. That's a thing now, I think, in wrestling. Like that's not no. the first time I've seen that. Like they did I, it. At, they did it at Sacrifice, and they did it at Impact with Tasha and Mickey James. Jade and... was definitely going for the Mortal Kombat Jade look, and people were liking it to like the Kiss of Death, which which is one of the finishers of Mortal Kombat. Which, like a lot of people, of course, like the, the Uber nerds were like, it wasn't even her finisher. It was like Katana's finisher. Yeah, I mean, you know, apples and oranges, but. Right. Maybe she just went for it as part of like the Mortal Kombat gimmick. Like this is the kiss of death. I don't know. Like whatever. I fucking hated it. I hated yeah. the. I hated the match. Ty Conte she, is not that great. I'm sorry. She's not. Ty right. Conte and Jade both need somebody in there to direct traffic. And when you have two idiots that don't, I mean idiots, two people that don't know how to direct traffic, you got a fucking shit show. All right. So That's let's not happened. let's not completely forget that Ty Conte was in WWE developmental. She was in NXT. She never made the main roster. She was just yeah. she was there. Jade is straight as far as I know, other than whatever training she had from uh, the Nightmare. Fa- is she in Nightmare Factory? Jade. I don't know who's training her. But whatever. Look, what Bryanson is now. But well, they're they're not they're not seasoned enough, and and when Ty Conti is the more seasoned one of the two, that's not the best. Granted, she's done great, and she's been a phenomenal character and a phenomenal wrestler for AW. But when she's the more seasoned one, and she's not in there with Britt Baker, or she's not in there with Thunder Rosa, or she's not in there with anyone else, or maybe like a Red Velvet, or something like that, like it's not the best scenario again, just going by, you know, top of the head thoughts. And, and, and to be fair, this match for me, my expectations were super low. The, the, the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match was, I was super disappointed in that. Yeah. It felt like they were, I said it Wednesday night when we did the show, when they had their exchange Wednesday night on dynamite, it didn't, they looked like they weren't on the same page and it just seemed like it, 
picked up here. And I think the story they're going for is Thunder Rosa's going to win at yeah, whatever. Patrick Slam in two weeks because yeah. that was when she beat her in the Lights Out match, and it's full circle. And maybe they do Texas Death Match. Maybe they put it in a cage to keep all the goons out. Um, I yeah, I just I, I'm with. You. I hated it. Hated the ending. It's t- dude. It's tough when you want a series of matches to start the damn thing with a Lights Out match because then where do you go from there? And like a regular match look, just isn't going to cut it. Right. Well, they kept them apart for. A yeah. long time. Yeah, they put Brit with some other people between, and same with Thunder. Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb with this: Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho, and then the three-way tag match. And I, I did not do any research on this, so you may argue with me if you like, or give me. I got you. Got to give me some time to go look back. Might be the best one-two opening of any wrestling pay-per-view. I'm like, with you. Ever. Not just AEW, like. Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho was fucking fantastic. I thought the tag match, and again, this is just like picking nits. I thought the tag match started, I think there were two parts of that tag match. I think it started off a little wonky and then really picked up the pace once the the, the divisive split between the Bucks and Red Dragon started. And and I think, oh, and by, oh, God. It was in J- Jungle Boy. Can we talk about Jungle Boy for a second? Oh, he was doing and how amazing, amazing he is. Holy moly. And how I never thought that he could ever do some of the stuff he did in that match. His sequences were like he's like he's the one doing the double teaming. Like he's the one that's doing like the Hurricane Mana. And then oh wait a second, I'll take your partner and give him a freaking suplex too. That was sick. Sick. Like like that's what tag teams do. That's not what a, a, one person does to two other men. On um, I, I I agree. The, the Kingston Jericho was insanely fun, and then this this match I think again started off a little wonky, but then like I I, I don't like the overuse of the the sneaky tag yourself in on somebody else just by slapping their back. The blind tag, the blind tag, if you will. So, like that happened a whole lot in this match. And then, as soon as, as soon as someone, like as soon as like Nick Jackson tagged in, he immediately tagged Matt before he even did anything. Like I thought that, like, and that happened a lot too in this match. So that was a little weird. But again, that's just totally picking it. it doesn't even need it. Didn't even need to be brought up. No, but match, since, this, but since you since you brought it up, that's a big problem with AEW. The referees they they have no fucking rhyme, reason, or fucking like enforcement of the rules. They just go, eh, whatever. Well, it's not so much the referees enforcing the rules. It's just no, that, it is. It is. No, but it's like, why did you why did you want to get tagged in if literally your brother was standing right there and you're just gonna tag him as soon as you walk in? Is it because you can get the five count to do a move? But why can't? He, why wouldn't he just come in anyway? What ha- what happened to having to make contact with an opponent before you could tag back out? Was was that not a rule anymore? Is was that ever a rule? Yeah, you had to make contact with somebody before you could tag back out. Are you sure that's just not a two out of three falls match? No, because didn't, didn't you after a fall? Didn't you have to do something before you could tag? No, they they used to give like just a rest period and give the uh, the opponent a chance to answer the bell or something like that. No, I thought you. I thought the people that finished the first fall had to start the second. I thought. Yeah, no, but, they do. They do. They don't. They don't tag out. Yeah, but I, I don't think that's ever been a rule where, like, in a regular tag match, you have to make contact with your opponent before you tag your partner. Yeah. No, that, I don't think that's ever happened. Because what happens when you do like the stare off, like when you start a match, like, no, I want him, I want him, I want him, and then they, 
and then they tag the other person to give because the, the match hasn't officially started yet. Oh, no, the bell rang. The bell rang. All right. So then, what's the problem with Nick Tag and Matt? Like, so what was the problem? No, no. I just, I just don't get it. I'm not saying it's a problem. I just don't understand why you would put your hand out to get tagged in if you're literally just gonna go and tag and tag Matt. I don't know. I don't know. Again, picking nits. Uh, so those are fan. Oh, the pre-show too. The six man with the House of Black and Death Triangle and Eric Redbeard was. Awesome, Eric yeah. Redbeard hung with these fucking dudes. All was five. Redbeard on Rampage, or was this was this like a debut? Because I didn't he was on Rampage. Show. He debuted on Rampage. Okay, okay. Uh, so that was fucking awesome. Uh, Hook beat QT Marshall, which was also really good. Yeah. Uh, the latter match was fun. There was a lot of uh, innovative spots with Orange Cassidy and stuff. Um, Wardlow won, so. That plays into the story from Wednesday night. I thought that was good. Um, the Punk MGF dog collar match. It's... They the so we the attention to detail. Now I don't know if this it's I'm sure it's the CM Punk thing. The fact that he gets his old Ring of Honor music for his entrance, and he dresses like when he had dog collar matches with Raven and Jimmy Rave. Um, it was fucking awesome. It was awesome. The yeah. match was unbelievable. It's it was what the story was. The story and the program was fantastic. So this match was equal to what they've been doing up until this match. Absolutely amazing. Um little overkill with some stuff, but you know, it's a dog color match. Anything goes, do what you want. Uh, Big time baby face against the best heel in wrestling. Rock on. And we got the Wardlow turn at the end. Which oh, is which, which is awesome. Brilliant. Awesome stuff. Um, probably my favorite match of the night. Ooh, that's a great question. I mean, it's it's close. Uh Moxley and, and Danielson was fucking bonkers too. Yeah. That might all right. So I could have used the blood is just too, like it's hard to watch a lot of the blood for me, and that's just my own personal thing. And Matt, I want to circle back real quick to Eddie Kingston Jericho. Were you surprised we didn't see uh, Santana or Ortiz at all? Like, do you remember like watching it? Like, like where are like when? Is no, that not happen? really. So, do you think they'll maybe follow it up with? Uh... And then Jericho didn't shake Kingston's hand like he said he would. No, he did not. So I think there's more there that we'll see Wednesday. Yeah. I had a booger this whole time on my nose. All right. Uh, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 9? So Moxley uh, pins Danielson. Then they kind of try and beat the shit out of each other. And then we get the debuting Steven Regal, which is fucking awesome. Well, William Regal, because they called him William Regal. Sorry, William Regal. My apologies. No, no, I wasn't, again, not directed at you. I just wasn't he sure if they were st- allowed to call him William Regal or not. He has to stay as William Regal now, though, right? I mean, like, everybody knows him as William Regal. Well, yeah, I mean, right? all the press, all the press releases say William Regal, so. So, there yeah, I guess. What a fuck. What a signing. Is he signed? Yeah. Yes. That was awesome. It was just so well done. And once he, once he came down to the ring, I knew it. Like, like you knew. Like, he's like. Stop it, you like little freaking kids, and just shake hands like little men kids. 
and and let's just get over this. I was it was really good, really well done. Um, the six to, six man tornado match was exactly what it needed to be. Although I, I don't give a shit about Darby Allen and his artistic views and these fucking dumb videos at the beginning of these fucking matches. I don't give a shit. All right, easy. easy. What easy? It's it's once uh, every three months they do it's it. Fucking stupid. Who oh, gives wait, a shit? You're not seeing it every week. Relax. I don't want to see it. How's that fucking sound, Kevin? It's, it's, it sounds like your old grumpy Matt. Just let it no, go. I just don't want to see his stupid artistic videos. They're fucking useless. <laughs> fucking My hair's on much. fire. He fucking dry. He like fucking drives a truck into like an RV, and then Sting as a flamethrower. What the fuck is going on? Exactly. Dude, at least you're doing something creative and interesting and something yeah. that the people are into with them. I mean, come on. Like, come on. It's it's them being creative. If we take away anyone's creativity in wrestling, we would never have got some of the greatest shit we ever got. Yeah, he'd be Marco Stunt with half a face painted if he That's fucking right. didn't do this shit. Come on now. But hey, the, the shit he does in the ring is insane enough. I don't need to see him in a fucking truck jumping off a ramp into a fucking RV. Can I tell you as an aside, I learned today that Marco Stunt was in MLW for a while. <laughs> I had no fucking I'm, clue. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. great. Uh, this match was exactly what it needed to be, though. It was all over the fucking place. It was like the perfect in-between match after Moxley and Danielson in the main event. Yeah. I, we talked about it with Carl Fredericks. The f- fucking Sting doing balcony dives at 60 fucking whatever he is is insane. It's stupid. Uh, it's stupid. Insane. It's it's no, it's insane. It's stupid. No, if it's safe, it's safe. Uh, a sixty-year-old man diving off a balcony is never safe. There was never. somebody there and some tables to break his fall. That's oh right. yeah, sure, tables. They, they, that's fine. Well, Sammy Guevara is doing fucking Spanish flies off the entrance ramp, which was stupid. Well, Sammy Guevara is also in his twenties and he's a fucking idiot too. But you <laughs> could still die. Him and fucking Tay Conte saying they're crazy before they do a move fucking annoyed the shit out of me last night, too. I didn't, I saw, I didn't even pick up on that. I saw a video of them. They were, like, wrestling in, like, the middle of a plaza somewhere, like, in street clothes, like, doing spots. Oh, yeah, they were working out the shit they were going to do in their bedroom when they went back to the hotel. A little plaza pleasure. Well, they should have invited Darby because I don't know why. He fucking missed that coffin drop, dude. Oh, well, Matt Hardy was, like, <laughs> rolling away. I don't yeah. know what he was doing. <laughs> Big money Matt. Matt was looking for Jeff to make the tag. <laughs> yeah, that was that was I that's like the one part of the match I did see because this is the only match I didn't really watch all the way through. But this was like I did see that finish and I actually went back and watched it twice and like like where, where Matt, where are you going? Like what are you doing? I think Matt was trying to do one of those like sell like you're trying to get up and then get hit with the move, but the problem was Darby wasn't anticipating him getting up to sell. And it was because you know, once Dar- once Darby's up, he gives a little peek, and he sees like he probably just notices yeah. like Matt's there, so he just goes, and then that was it. It was off. Yeah, because Darby had the distance for yep. sure. I was like, was Darby short on this? And no, if like... if if Matt didn't move, he would have he would have nailed it perfectly. Yeah, Ray was like, why did he move? I'm like, I don't fucking know. It's <laughs> just like just like when he dropped that phantom elbow a couple weeks ago. What the fuck is Matt? Do? He needs Jeff, bro. He needs fucking Jeff to He's come. He's coming. Back. He's coming. Dude, it was. It's like it looked. You know, what it reminded me of like you ever like fall asleep on a pillow and you're literally on like the last corner of the pillow. And there's nothing left. That's it, like Darby Allen and Matt Hardy was. It was like, oh, we'll just get this last little part of the pillow, and then we'll all fall asleep. 
Uh, and then main event, Hangman Page retain, retains against Adam Cole. Baby. Uh, was a, it was a fucking... It was exactly what you thought it would be. It was yeah. a fucking awesome match. So, Matt, you watched the show the entire pay-per-view start to finish live, correct? I did. Was there ever a point where you were just wrestled out? No. Okay, so you were engaged the entire way. I, I mean, understand. I got up during the Jade Cargill and the Tay Conte match. Okay. No, I just, I, just like kidding. I missed the kiss because I was like upstairs putting sweatpants on or something. Mm. Accurate. Um, but He's uh, probably taking his sweatpants down when he saw the kiss. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to get through it today, and it, like, I was just wrestled out by like a lot of it. Like I was just like exhausted from what it, it was. Gr- it was a great show. But I just felt myself like, like, oh, this match is still happening. Like this is still going on. Right. It's a long, it's a, it was a long. It was a four and a half hour pay per view if you include the buy in. Yeah, that's you right. can't do that shit on a Sunday anymore. That's ridiculous. Well, yeah, that's ridiculous. You know, I was fine with it. That's yeah, that's... but I thought I thought AEW was like the Saturday night delight. You know, I thought I thought all their pay per views were Saturdays. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't work for AEW, Tony. So Matt, what do you think? B minus, C plus. What the shot? Fucking A, bro. I'm giving it a B plus. Fucking out of here. This is fucking fantastic. It was fantastic shit. Giving it a B plus for sure. Stuff, man. Those two women matches were the only blemishes for me. Uh, but I will say this, Matt. Oh, that I think the better show of the weekend was Impact Wrestling Sacrifice. My sacrifice. I think that show had top to bottom. Great wrestling, and I, I know I caught you off guard with this. There we go. Um, and if I have to take uh, these are my three takeaways, we don't have to spend all day talking about it. Three takeaways from uh, Impact Wrestling Sacrifice Josh Alexander is back, Moose defeated Heath, which was actually a better match that I than I think it ever had any right to be. Wait, who 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 defeated uh, Heath? Moose. Hey, this is Moose. That's right, Moose. How'd you feel about that win? Go ahead. Hey. All right. All right. So, so shining the wizards. That's right. Shining the wizards. All right. So that's what Moose is doing. Hey, shining the wizards. That's right, Moose. <laughs> uh, so Moose, you did a, you did a great job. So uh, I just want to let you introduce yourself to the people one more time. Shining the wizards. Oh wait, <laughs> Moose right. is a little confused. Hey, this is Moose. All right. There you go. Hey. Josh Alexander. Hey. <laughs> Shining the wizards. That's right. Moose, what are you real. doing? Shining the wizards. So, so Moose, what are you going to do after Impact tonight? Oh, Wait. Hey. Shining the wizards. So, Moose, you just had, went out with your beautiful, beautiful wife. You had a great dinner. You're going to hey. go home, and what are you going to do? Shining the wizards. That's right. Hey, this is Moose. <laughs> oh, so that was sacrifice. That was Moose. <laughs> Fucking Moose. Uh, no, uh, so this is my takeaway. Um, a lot of uh, Honor No More lost matches, uh, which is kind of surprising. I guess they're just now roster people, so they're just no longer an evasion, uh, invasion uh, type deal. Eddie Edwards did beat uh, Rhino with the help of Steve Macklin, which was weird. Um, but uh, the other takeaway is Tasha Steeles is your new women's champion, defeating Mickey James. 
And you also have new tag team champions, EY Joe Doring defeated uh, the Bullet Club of Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Uh, yeah, so a little surprising that Honor No More lost two matches out of the three. Oh, by the way, Tony, watch, P- watch PCO versus Jonas or Jonah. Watch that match because he takes PCO. I don't know how he's We're talking about Sting diving off a stage. PCO took a power bomb from Jonah off the stairs onto just the outside. Well, he's a fucking maniac too. Yeah. And then he did his, you know, his barrel, you know, plancha onto the apron on top of Jonah. That match, that match, Switchblade and, and Alex Shelley. Wait, who? Actually, the whole, the whole sh- Switchblade, Jay White and Alex Shelley. Oh, had a that great, fucking guy? Had a great match. Fuck, him. Uh, the whole oh, fuck you, buddy. That's a, that's a match. That's a match. That's a whole show you got to go back and watch. I'm telling you, the whole show. That's on the list. We also had new Impact uh, Knockout Tag Team Champions. Yes, the which wins defeated the Inspiration. That's right. Uh, Madison Rain and uh, and uh, Tennille Dashwood defeated uh, Jesse and Cassie, and that happened when Caleb may or may not have intentionally thrown the belts to his team that he manages. But uh, the story going forward will be that did he mean to throw them to them or did he mean to throw them to the Inspiration? So that's. Uh, that was fun too. I mean, that, that was actually a really good match as well. And then the Virtuosa had the Champ Champ Challenge. Chelsea Green came back, and she's fragile because she got hurt again. She broke her wrist again. Yeah. Now, I, was it the same wrist, Matt? Do you have? I don't know, but it's broke as shit. Yeah, it's broke as shit. Broke as wrist. That um, sucks. No, it does suck because she's like really, really good. And I really thought that they would build. I think Mickey James lost this to get to a program with maybe a heel Chelsea. And uh, now that will not be happening, apparently. So, but a lot of lot of fun. Yeah, I'm telling you, the show was the show was awesome. Uh, William Morrissey slammed uh, Hawkins through uh, his table. Oh no, he slammed security through his table, which had his figures. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so that was that's uh, that was sacrifice. I loved the show. I think it was better than Revolution. But oh wow, all right, I have to go back and watch it. I have to find time. Tony, last Monday night. Yes. Uh, we talked about Tony Khan's huge announcement. Yes. And Wednesday, uh, it came out that Tony Khan bought and now owns Ring of Honor. Uh, were, did this meet the hype, Tony? It's a cool thing that he did. I know that. Look, we, we, we rip on Tony Khan. He like he tweaks. He's always nervous. Who knows if anything else is involved? Yeah, allegedly. He does a lot of cocaine, allegedly. Uh, I understand this was his baby. This was his thing. Like he wanted to make the announcement, but boys just got to take a breath. He's got to let the crowd, like, you know, he's got to learn to let the crowd, like follow him along instead of just like, you know, like, you know, wait, didn't Kevin do that last week? Nope. You do that all the time. (laughs) Anyway, um, it's cool. It was a, it was a great announcement. Was it earth shattering? Was it life changing the way he hyped it up? No. The problem is we don't know what he's going to do with it. Maybe if they simmered and kind of tried to figure things out and he would have had like a more detailed announcement going into it, it might've been worth more. He's the booker man. I get it, but it's not a terrible announcement, but it's not like, like mind blowing earth shattering any of that. I mean, we got to wait and see. Would have been nice to have a little more meat on that bone, but I mean, I can't complain about it. It wasn't like a dog shit announcement. 
I mean, I know you guys are probably looking like, oh, Ring of Honor, what the fuck? But no, but who knows? Do they get the TVs? Do they get the? T- well, I mean, I know you're looking like because I was like shitting all over the fact that he was. No, making no, I was just sorry. I'm paying attention to the conversation, dickhead. <laughs> but we don't know if the television spots came along with it. We don't know if it's just the video library, if it's the name, um, if Gresham or any of the champions are coming back. Like we didn't know any of that when he made this announcement. He's just like, hey, I bought Ring of Honor. Well, That's actually was, the fairest point that of the whole thing that you just There said. was a press release that was in our email and that still should be there. Maybe not. <sighs> of course not. Why would <laughs> Tony delete? The deal included the Ring of Honor video library, brand assets, intellectual property, production equipment, and more. And then he said last night during the media scrum, he yes. being Tony Khan, that he will be booking Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, and in a not so uh, straight way, he said it will kind of be like developmental for AEW. I thought AEW doesn't do developmentals. Is that is that a quote from Tony Khan? Oh yeah, he said it. He said we don't have an NXT. This is our NXT where people like actually learn on the job instead of learning in a low. Look, he said that he can change his mind. I hope that he's serious about it. More power to him because they desperately need a developmental. But, bro, we got to get some people there like FTR. FTR ain't doing diddly squat. They'd be awesome in Ring of Honor. Uh, well, maybe maybe throw, maybe throw, Proud and Powerful goes down there and works with some of the new guys. I don't know. Give the people that know what they're doing that aren't on TV right now an opportunity to work with some of the younger guys down there, and I think it's a great idea. All right. So here's – this is kind of like a threefold argument. Not argument, but just point. All right. If, if Ring of Honor, as we know it, was not going to be the same when it came back. Matt. True. Is that yeah. correct? I agree with that. The same as what? As we knew it before. Like that structure, their their contracts, their talent. It wasn't going to be what we knew. Right. They were very clear about that. Exactly. Yeah, and they and they let pretty much everybody go. I mean, I think only like their their major championships were gonna still be there, but even Roxy lost. I mean, the who's yeah. the only person that still has a title? Like Gresham, right? Oh, Deanna Prazu is the Ring of Honor women's champion. Yeah, but Deanna Perazu was is not a Ring of Honor talent. Like Roxy was a Ring of Honor talent, but now so, she's going to WWE. So my my point being that if Tony Khan brings this new vision of Ring of Honor, would would it be any worse than what we would have gotten with the comeback? Now, can they? Now, will they have to strip people of championships if if they can't come to agreements? Maybe, but at the end of the day, it's a Ring of Honor. Like Ring of Honor, as we knew it, wasn't coming back. So why would this be any different than what Ring of Honor would become? So this, if, if anything, with the talent that AEW has on their roster, and I'm sure Tony Khan, we know, is open to bringing people in. If anything, this is the best case scenario for continuing Ring of Honor for me. Do you think it's just continuing Ring of Honor in name only, the fact that he's making it a developmental? I'm all for the fact that he wants to use it as a developmental system. But do you think that kind of takes away from what ring of honor was, but what, what was it? Like you have, you have, you have the opportunity for CM Punk to be on a ring of honor show. You have the opportunity of Brian Danielson to be on a ring of honor show because you own it. You have the YouTube space. You have the dark, the dark elevation you have. Like, why not? So have, then, why but, not have rampage become ring of honor? Why not have ring of honor take over an hour of dynamite every now and then? Like why? 
because then possibilities are endless because then ring of honor just becomes the name of a television show and not a separate promotion that's why if you're going to make ring of honor rampage it's just aew with three different letters now look he he did not outright say that it would be developmental but if you listen to the media from in a roundabout way now that could mean a thousand different things i brought this up wednesday night on the Mark Order podcast, he could use it like a territorial system, like Tony was saying. You're not doing anything with FTR. Send FTR to Ring of Honor for six months to have a run over there and do the thing. And then you can bring him back to TV when the time is right. Um, you could have you could have people going in between both places. Uh, to Kevin's point, Brian Danielson back in Ring of Honor is huge. CM Punk is going to get people in the building, especially if he's on a ROH branded show. Jay Lethal is still there. Like, Jay, yeah. Like, so I, again, like Tony's, to, to, to Tony's point, it wasn't like, it wasn't like the announcement wasn't a big deal. It was just that because we don't know enough about what it actually means, is just it. Ju- it's just different. I, I have I have no doubt in my mind that Tony Khan, when he gets behind something, he's gonna get behind it and he's gonna make it work, and he's gonna go full bore to like the best that he can. So I really do think that Ring of Honor will be back. I think they will have. I, I think they'll have television if if it's Tony Khan and they they so prior to. I guess it was Tuesday. They announced uh, a couple of added matches to the the SuperCard of Honor, and they announced that April tenth they will be doing a TV taping. At the twenty three hundred arena in Philadelphia. There you go. Okay. Um, so now, where now again to both of your points, the, you know, the question is, what is that still going to be on Sinclair channels, or will it be a YouTube show, or will it be something else? I think to to both of your points, there are still a lot of questions that have yet to be answered. But I think it's a great thing for yeah for wrestling. And I agree. I think the announcement for wrestling fans was huge. That's a it's a big freaking announcement. And I also it, think it's huge because there's also rumors that it's very possible that AEW is going to have a streaming service, and that's going to be on HBO Max. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's that's a lot of rumors at this point. I haven't heard anybody that's confirmed that yet. No. It's under the Time Warner banner. They're still they're, they're, Look, if you need, con- they just got the whole fucking library. Yeah. And CM Punk was in like fucking tears last night talking about it. I don't know if you saw it. The, the media scrum about yeah. Ring of Honor. Yeah, I did see that. But um, there, there's no, there's no reason not to. I mean, you purchase a library for this exact reason. So right, and it, and to CM Punk's point, like, look, I've had Honor Club since it came out. It's fu- it's a fucking nightmare to navigate. An absolute yeah. nightmare. Yeah. And I think we all love the WWE network format before they went to Peacock. It's it's a little more aggravating, but it's still worth it. And so like it, if HBO, it costs them nothing. So put all these shows on there because you know what? Hey, if I can get, you know, 25,000, 50,000 more wrestling fans to subscribe to HBO max to watch ring of honor and to watch AEW, why the hell wouldn't you do it? It costs you nothing so it, it, it there's got to be when there's smoke there's fire t-donk i think yeah we'll have to wait and see and they now own all out finally 
or all in. Yeah, all in was the first one. Yeah, right now yeah. they finally own the rights to that. Well, there you go. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, that, uh, so don't mind I me. Didn't, there's. A, I, I didn't even think about that. There's a severe thunderstorm warning over here. So, if you lose me, it's because the power went out. Oh boy, you're that that Morris County man in that Western New Jersey. Maybe. Don't worry me none. I'm not worried. Um, <laughs> do you guys want to talk a, a little Vince McMahon? I know. Uh, there, uh -oh. the devil. He jinxed himself. No, he's there. He's uh, he's. I think I, he's having a stroke. No, the uh, my I can see my my internet. It keeps going down to one. Yeah, you're getting a little fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah. Not even like Matt fuzzy, like actual fuzzy. We're still here though. That's right. Can you hear me? Oh yeah. What? All right, Tony. You watched? Did you watch bits and pieces of the Vince McMahon thing? Right. I watched and listened to the whole thing. There were there were points where I actually picked up in podcasts and then went back to watching it. Uh, yeah. Anytime Vince McMahon gives an interview, you got to watch it because he doesn't give too many of them. Nope. You know, that's the starting point. Um, Pat McAfee runs a weird fucking ship over there, doesn't he? Have you ever seen his uh, his podcast or his show, whatever you want to call it? I've I've seen bits and pieces. It is interesting. It's God, it's kind of like fifty million dollars. So he's doing something yeah, but right. it's. <laughs> It, it, it's like it's almost like him and his boys and they just have somebody there it's like weird it's like a weird dynamic because like they, then they start doing the gonna drink a beer and they're all going what the guest, the guest just has to kind of sit there and be like oh okay whatever that's awesome um that being said a uh, little bit of pandering to vince which is expected because he's not i wasn't expecting anything really out of the ordinary in terms of questions it was cool asking him about things like uh you know, um, you know, like making budget cuts, getting rid of talent. Um, you know, yeah. The, uh, the term the term he used was uh, dead weights. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, creative. You know, things like that. But I mean, look, he, he didn't he didn't say like we got rid of the dead weight. He he went through it. He's like, you know, like if if there's nothing going on creatively, if you know, like if people don't come to me with ideas, it's like, well, then they become dead weight. All right. Well, it here's the here's the problem. Everything that we hear from anyone that's ever worked there, that's been on this show or any other show, is that they do go to him with ideas, and he just can't either commit or it's the it's the creative team's problem. Like that's just like that's science. That's what it is. Yeah, but but think about it like this: for every person that goes on and does another interview, and I'm not defending Vince McMahon here, but every every person that you know of that goes on to another interview that had a miserable time in WWE, there's somebody there like an AJ Styles who signs a new contract, or like a Kevin Owens who decides to stick around, because or an Edge who makes his comeback and and is making tons of money. You know what I'm saying? Because they're in a comfy spot that there's no real fear. I mean, people can point out counterexamples to any argument, but because there's no real fear. AJ Styles is almost is what almost 50 years old, 46, 47, 48, whatever. Why would he go somewhere else? Like when he just wants to just create the cash cow that he needs right now to bank money for his kids. Like, oh, I don't think AJ Styles is hurting for money. Don't don't think like AJ Styles like fucking needs a job. The dude's fucking made money. No, I agree, but why not get more? And he's making like he from from all accounts he's making like Randy Orton money, which yeah. is fucking good money. Why would he want to go anywhere? Well, same else? thing with Kevin Owens. Like they, they, why, they, they like 
it's like any job. Some like you could talk to one coworker who loves where they work, and the next person right next to them will be like, "God, this place sucks." Like they've solidified their spot where like no one's gonna bother them, no one's gonna, like, you know, no one's gonna talk shit about Kevin Owens or AJ Styles. Like they're just not gonna do it. So unless they're truly, truly unhappy, take the money and work. Mm-hmm. Great, great point, Tony. Gazuntai, T Dog. That's my counterpoint. I mean, it's. I mean, bottom line is, it's it's an interesting listen. Um, one thing that I didn't, I didn't really think about, but somebody made a comment about it when uh, he brought up Linda, when he said, uh, when he said, uh, my then wife, and then he corrected himself. He goes, well, I mean, my wife. So Otherwise. somebody was like, eh, maybe something's going on between Vince and Linda. We don't know about, but who knows? That that's probably just somebody being a dick. But uh, whatever. Whatever. But Tony don't, didn't he. Want a divorce? Yeah, of course. And then, of course, you know they brought up like, "Bro, you survived your limo exploding, and you came back to wrestling the next week. You're fucking awesome." And then Linda was like, "No, I want a divorce." Well, some takeaways. Uh, we're not getting, at least at this point, we're not getting Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee will be wrestling at WrestleMania. It looks like yep. he's wrestling Austin Theory. Yes. Um, Undertaker's being inducted by Vince McMahon, so we got that from the interview. Goddamn, pal. Um, ah. and he's not above firing family members. They didn't bring up Shane, but you know, he said that he's got to do what's good for business. So there you go. In a roundabout way, we kind of get that. I like how he uh he said uh, uh we call them uh superstars because anyone can be a wrestler. You know what? It's a fucking good point. It's a great point. Can't knock him for that. Wants to set his yeah. wants to set his talent apart, and and they brought up the World Wildlife Fund too, yeah. and he's like, I don't even know they existed. Anyone can be an actor, but not everyone can be a movie star. There you go. Goddamn, pal. There you go. I uh, de- work out. Definitely... What do you say? Works out between one thirty and three a.m. Yeah. Well, he don't fucking sleep. You know what? He sounded more coherent in this interview. Like when he's just being himself, and he's like laughing and having a good time. Like, I know he's a little more soft-spoken than, you know, Mr. McMahon and, and you know, the way he used to be. He's in his fucking 70s. But you can still see, like, he's he's enjoying himself and he's, you know. Yeah, and he had an easy landing spot. That's what they call, like, when someone of import does an interview, they tend to go where they know that the person's, like, he didn't do another Bob Costas, like, no, interview of course on not. HBO. So this, he went to was... somewhere, someone who works for him, uh, who has a great, presence in sports and, and entertainment and he went to, to he did that show and it was it was the, it was the right move i think the last interview he did was with stone cold wasn't it yes. so there you go i mean it's the same you know there you go They're going to fucking all downhill from him huh i guess fucking bully uh, ray <laughs> that show that show uh, i had such great hopes for the this thing on the network and then it would start off tremendous and then it's just like, oh, all right, Bailey. Okay, I just the Bailey think... one I didn't mind. Sasha, no, Bank but it's just okay. like, the, like I thought it was going to be more like. I guess I wanted it to be more like the podcast that I listened to, or like a shoot interview style stuff, and it just it just didn't turn out that way. I so do that's, that's shame on me for that. I guess. Well, I mean, he brought in Jericho. You know, yeah. Don't forget that yeah. he had Jericho on. That's true. Um, I kind of want to see the Becky Lynch one, and I'm look, I'm interested. I want to see the Bully Ray one. I'm interested to see what that blowhard has to say. It's all about but, the heat, uh, bro. We had the most heat ever. You mean yeah. beef? 
I still haven't watched the Ron Simmons one yet. Hand job. Damn. Damn. Oh, that's a good Ron Simmons. Do I look like a Rosenthal to you? <laughs> Nobody gets that reference. Can't say that you I You never do. heard that story? Mikey Mikey Whipwreck told it when uh he used to be on the uh front row material. Johnny Wizards podcast. No, no. Well, maybe did he ever tell us that story? No. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Where uh Paul Heyman would just fucking get bereavement tickets for the flights. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear that. Story. And Ron Simmons missed like the Friday show in Florida, but he got there for Saturday because his wife drove him. And he's like, they wouldn't let me on the plane. Do I look like a Rosenthal to you? <laughs> they wouldn't fucking let him on because the ticket said Rosenthal. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Good, good shit. Well, God speaking damn. of good oh. shit, can I ask you guys a question? Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Do you guys want good shit first, or do you want bad shit first? Matt, uh, give me the bad shit. All right, we're gonna go to the three count for MLW. Love it. I knew. I love how Matt knew where I was going. I fucking love it. Oh, boy. This, Tony, let me ask you a question. What is this? Is is MLW slowly like? Is this your meh impact? I think it's getting there. I think it's going back to meh MLW. Yeah, MLW, greatest greatest line ever. All right, so I'm going to start with the bad of MLW first. Uh, we got Richard Holiday and Alicia Atut. Great, I love them together. What I don't love is this fucking bounty bullshit. Because last week, instead of like saying to himself, ah, I could take out Davey Richards on my own and inject myself into the title match. I'm going to open up this Halliburton full of money and give it to whoever can take out Davy Richards. And boy, did they try homicide tried. I think Los Parks tried. I think King Muertes even tried. And then hell's bells. Alexander Hammerstone comes and helps Davy Richards fight these guys all off because he wants the title match to be fair and square. Mm. Yuck. Yuck. Why couldn't they just have fucking holiday sitting and waiting and biding his time and challenge the winner of this fucking match and gets what get what's due to him. I don't know. I don't get it. Worse than that. Look, I like, I like Calvin Tankman. When I said he was making an impression on me, I thought he had a world of talent. He just needs to be a little more seasoned. I sort of feel the same way about Alex Kane. I think he needs a little bit more work, but I do like the gimmick that he's a fighter and the whole Bomaye and all this and that. Bro, putting these two in the ring together with no fucking sense of direction. Ugh. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. That big dude on the outside fucking works over Tankman's leg behind the referee's back and the referee calls off the match and then they start the match up again anyway. What the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? This was fucking dog shit, dude. This was so... You agree. You're laughing because you agree. It was I didn't terrible. watch it. I yeah. Just... yeah, we didn't watch it. And I think and I think the only reason they stopped the match in the middle is so they could show us more footage backstage of Davey Richards being accosted by, like, all these wrestlers. And, dude, he fought with Homicide for, like, four minutes in the back, and all they kept doing was throwing each other into the wall. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? The question only, that's a question only you can answer, Tony. The only thing that was good, and this is the third part of the three count, we got the four-way return match for the for the middleweight championship. I was going to say cruiserweight. Tajiri comes back from J- Japan and defends against Myron Reed, Matt Cross, and the fourth mystery guest was Bandito. How's that for a four-way? That's, that's pretty impressive. That's actually pretty radical. 
and I it was you, actually, I bet you this was awesome. It was actually a really good match. And the uh the finish came where Matt Cross was going for his like flip de doo off the top rope to finish the match, and Meyer Reed jumps up and hits him with a cutter. One, two, three. You're three time MLW middleweight champion, Myron Reed. How awesome is that? I dig. Myra Reed's the young goat. Even though I hate the word goat, he is the young goat. That's all you need to know. You like hate the word goat or what goat stands for? No, I just hate the word goat. I just don't like it. It sounds so like all in all its forms, you hate the word. So goat. you'd be angry if someone was like have some goat cheese. Yeah. No, no, I hate when they want to call somebody like the best. They use the word goat. Why not just say they're the fucking best or they're the greatest? Why do you have to say goat? Lisa, Lisa said, try watching it live. Well, that you bought the ticket, sweetie. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, and I'm sorry. You know what? Lisa coming in with the fire. In fairness, all right. You know what? There was there was, fair. there was a there was a three A with this, and I put this in the Discord. I have to mention this. I know it's a fourth point technically. Fifty one fifty cut a great promo about the Von Erics, and I oh, and I'm glad go. Lisa popped in because I know Lisa wanted to see the Von Erics beat fifty one fifty. But they're gonna get their match. I forget where the next show is, but whatever. Fifty one fifty. They cut a killer promo. They didn't say fuck. They didn't say shit. They didn't curse. It was fucking fantastic. This was the kind of promo that they needed to cut, and it fucking covered everything. How they they weren't third generation, second generation. They were from the street. They were first generation. They did it all themselves. They were like DIY. It was great. Great promo from 5150. Great promo. Sorry, I know it was a fourth point, but since Lisa chimed in, I had to bring it up. It's okay. It it's okay. But oh, those God. other fucking Alex, fucking Kane and Tankman, ugh, ugh, bad. Right, now, now to the good, Tony. The good, beautiful, dude. There was so much good in the NWA this week. I couldn't even. I couldn't figure out which three I wanted to go with, but all three came from Power this week. We're not even touching USA. USA had a lot of good shit on it too. But the in the first spot, we got the Pope making his his return against Mike Knox. And the Pope got a little overzealous and he got caught going into the corner and it fucking cost him the match. Dude, Mike Knox beat the Pope. This was supposed to be the Pope's big coming back party, coming out party. He was going to start mowing everybody down and he got a little too overzealous and he fucking blew it. Mike Knox your winner. Next point, Billy Corgan, my good buddy Willie, comes out. We oh, get in the OGK and the Fixers, and he, it was supposed to be a false count anywhere, weapons, brawls match, and Billy's like, you know what? I'm doing something for you fans here tonight. We're going to make this an opening round match in the Crockett Cup tournament. So oh. that means we're going under regular rules, and bam! The Fixers defeated the OGK in a fucking great match. I love this match, dude. The fixes are really growing on me. OGK is OGK. But these guys worked so well together. So much better than it had any right to be. And the fixers move on to the second round. What a surprise my boy Billy bringing out. Come on. Come on. There you go. Matt. Boy, Billy. Yo. Number one on the list. The last of the three <laughs> counts. We've got a brand new national champion. Chris Adonis defending against the former Crimson, Anthony Mayweather, who's been under fire for not winning matches, who had Nick Aldis tell him to fucking pull up his bootstraps and get, get to winning, get your head right, get in the game. And boy, did he ever. He broke the master lock, and he rolled up Chris Adonis for the one, two, three. Oh. Another excellent match. Bro, 
NWA Power was the show to watch this week if you were watching an hour of wrestling. And I didn't even touch on the shit that went on on USA. We had a great dude. Ricky Morton took on Austin Aries. Fantastic match. I mean, I get it. Ricky Morton's like 60 years old, but they had a great match. Mae Valentine was making her wrestling debut against uh, uh, Martina Kornikovia, whatever the hell her name is. Dude, good shit all around. Good shit. Medusa made an appearance. Kenzie Page made an appearance. But it was good for the NWA all around. Uh, Tony, let me ask you a question. Mm. Yes. Do you think it's good for Nick Aldis that J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T is a special guest referee? You know what? Jeff Jarrett's been fair. He's been back for the NWA like main event matches before. He was there when, when Nick Aldis wrestled Cody for the rematch. So like he's been around. I'm not worried about it. Here's what here's what does concern me though. We've had so much stuff go on with the tapings. We've had 10 pounds of gold. We already know that Matt Cardona's the NWA champion. Why would they be hiding this fact on their weekly shows? Why are we getting 10 pounds of gold on YouTube? Why are we getting announcements that that uh Cardona's defending against Nick Aldis at the Crockett Cup? And they're not we haven't even gotten this match on television yet. We haven't even gotten mention of it. Like it just doesn't make sense. Like uh, did they forget are they trying to hide it? Or Didn't not they end it? power with a hype video for this match next week? Yeah, but we don't... For what? The title match? Yeah, for, for Murdoch and Cardona. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay, then why didn't they have this match weeks ago now that they've been talking about Nick Aldis and, and Cardona with the 10 pounds of gold? You know what I'm saying? There's overlap. There's overlap. Like, Cardona's already the champ, but we're getting the match next week? Because I guess it's because I guess he has such a following, Matt Cardona, that to have him win the title and put it out there on social media, you're going to get more eyes on the NWA. And maybe the NWA was like, let's not tell people when the match is. So maybe they'll watch on YouTube and Fair then, enough, but it's just, and then it's announce just, it. It's just you know, weird. Like, I bet you I bet you next week and I don't know how it works with fight, but I know it comes out what Friday on YouTube for free. Right. I bet you those numbers are huge to watch him beat. Uh, Murdoch. I mean, could be, could be. It's just weird that they keep announcing, you know, the all this Cardona match, and we haven't gotten there yet in the stories. That's what happens when you tape. Do you have your pre-tape, right? I, 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 I get pre-tapes. Yes, pre-tapes. But NWA was fucking excellent TV this week. Excellent. There you go. Let me hit you guys with a little bit of this really fast before I get into my three count. Breaking news, guys. I got two things for you. Oh, RK shit. Bro is the new tag team champions. Oh, for the third time. Delightful. And uh, apparently Becky Lynch is on the shelf because she has a fractured voice box. Yep. I saw that earlier. Oh, that doesn't she, sound uh, good at all. She injured. She was at a house show last night in Allentown where she injured her voice box. There's a picture of her on her Instagram. She looks yep. awful. She does not look like she's having a good time here. No, she said she will be back for WrestleMania, though. She did say that. She will be back for Wrestling Mania. Um, the Wrestling Mania. Yes. You know, Gene Mean, we're going to the... Oh, fuck. We're going yeah. to the Wrestling Mania. Just hurt yourself doing the Iron Sheik? No, I fucking... I love my son. But yesterday oh. was time to get back to DDP Day for the fourth day in a row, and I broke the streak today. And I'm going through the workouts, and I want to pick one that's going to challenge me, but I'm not going to hurt myself. And he goes, why don't you do the 100 push-up challenge? 
We're going to say no. A little sore today. How many did you do? 105. That's like that's not in a row, not in a row. It's uh, over the course of a half an hour workout, but it's all it's all melded in and baked in and whatnot. Uh, let me hit this uh, new Japan now, Tony. If you listen to the interview with Carl Fredericks, I kind of lost my mind for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I caught that part. You caught that part, all right? At the House of Torture, can f- straight fuck off. Yep. Okay. Um, I've been watching the New Japan Cup. It's one of my favorite parts of the year. I'm all caught up. Um, bigger field, but a couple things. The Shingo Big Tom match from today or last night or whenever is fucking awesome. And it's an absolute banger. Go out of your way uh, to watch that. These guys beat the dog shit out of each other. It was fantastic. Uh, Okada and El Desperado was a really good match from night one, too. And, uh, and I just thought it was fun to see uh, Sima take on Taka Mishinoku in the first round. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so the second round will t- starts on the 9th, Wednesday. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Master Wado against uh, Okada. Tai Chi gets a bye, my man, because he's the fucking, he's the greatest. No, I, I thought Tai Chi was supposed to wrestle somebody and they got hurt. He was no? supposed to wrestle uh, Tenzan, but Tenzan got hurt, so he has a bye. There you go. See, mm-hmm. rocks. Uh, Hiroki Goto is going to destroy Dick to go. I hope so. Uh, Sima versus Kanemura. The fucking, I, I can't, I, I would love to go through the whole. Uh, brackets, but we don't have a million hours. But New Japan is crushing it, and uh, you know I couldn't put it over enough. Carl Fredericks and Christopher Daniels from New Japan Strong was fucking awesome. So uh, that's what's going on in New Japan right now. So some real good stuff there. Is my fuckboy on the mend? Is he coming back soon? They he's not in the tournament, but they yeah. haven't announced what he will be doing post tournament. Okay, all right. I'm worried about so we'll him. have to see. You should be worried about him. Yeah. Uh, three count for the WWE, guys. We got the great announcement today. Vader is going into the Hall of Fame. Well, it's time. Dun, Former dun, guest of the show. Dun. Matt, you love you love Vader. You, you miss him very dearly, right? I do like Vader. Vader was an interesting character to deal with, but uh, in a wrestling aspect, he's definitely, this is a great call. So yeah. I'm not against this. I love this. Don't worry, Matt. I know we don't get Vader time anymore, but we still get Vader time on on, on a little bit of NWA. Um, WWE and A A and E have announced a stroke and gave it to Matt. Have announced a multi-year extension, which will see more than a hundred and thirty new hours of WWE themed programming on A and E. Let's get that Vlad doc out there. Yeah, please. My God, what's taking so long? So we have that going on. And it looks like the WrestleMania is coming into view. Uh, uh, what's been around now so far? WrestleMania. Uh, oh, I tell you guys, Christian Rocco in the chat, he says, long overdue on Vader. Uh, we got T-shirts from Christian. No, well, you got Christian. T-shirts from Christian. Yeah, I have them over on my desk. But he sent them for, for all of us. So That's right. Thank you, Mr. Rocco. Louis Rocco. Uh, so WrestleMania night one looks like uh, Charlotte and Ronda. Yep. Becky and Bianca. The Mysterios against The Miz and Logan Paul. <sighs> Drew McIntyre against Happy Corbin. Mm. Oh, again? Uh, night two, winner t- winner takes all. 
Brock versus Roman, AJ versus Edge, Carmella and Zelina Vega against Sasha Banks and Naomi, and Pat McAfee against Austin Theory. Okay. That's a that's a mania. That's a WrestleMania in 2022. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm about half and half on that. So mark your calendars, people. Yes. Uh, and I think the only one that was confirmed for night two was was Brock and Roman. And maybe, and I don't know if they've determined the rest yet. I the, think they added the Sunday, Sunday is Pat and Austin. I know that for sure. And I think they're, they're adding Sami Zayn against Johnny Knoxville because Johnny Knoxville helped Ricochet beat Sami Zayn for yeah. the Intercontinental Championship the other night. Oh, shit. Did we, we didn't talk about we got a new U.S. champion too, Finn Balor. Eggplant. That's right. That's so right. We, might have, we might have a Damian Priest eggplant rematch at uh, Mania. Sure, we will. Sign me I would, up. People are I would be against excited. that. I'm not, All right. I'm, I'm not against it. You know what time it is. It's uh, velvet time. It's late. It's late time. Time for Kevin's top five, baby. Woo. We got there, people. We got there. A lot of fun tonight on the show, but it doesn't get much more fun than Kevin's top five. And boys, I got a doozy for you tonight. This is my my again my top five title changes unexpected title changes on monday night raw but there's a caveat Uh oh none of them are money in the bank cashings so if you thought that i would go with the miz cashing in on randy orton or dolph ziggler cashing in on alberto del rio no 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 cashings but the top five title changes on Raw. Can I go first? T-Dunk, rock sure. on. Uh, let's go for Mankind winning the WWE Championship. Yes, I figured that would be the first guess from either one of you, and I figured that you would probably think it's number one, but it's not. Okay. It is number two. Uh, Mick Foley beats Triple H on January 4th, 1999. Lots of tomfoolery. He beats The Rock. There's DX involved, Stone Cold Steve Austin's involved, the McMahons are involved. So that is number two, Mick Foley. January 4th, 1999, wins his first world championship. Kev, I'm just happy I made it on the list. Because <laughs> yeah, you might, might be the last one. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Psycho Sid beating Bret Hart in 1997. Matt? Yeah. Let's see here. Thought about it. Oh! <laughs> and Matt, that's number four. Wait, what? Oh, he fooled us. Because, uh, Matt, this just like our Patreon-exclusive top five WrestleMania matches, there was a lot of flip-flopping. This one made it. Sid defeats Bret Hart the night after Bret Hart wins the world championship at Final Four on February 16th. Sid wins. On February 17th, thanks to Stone Cold Steve Austin with a chair shot. So that is number four, Sid defeating Bret Hart, February 17th, 1997. I don't know if Kevin will go for this, but it seems like something that he would pick as out of the ordinary. I'm going to go Marty Jannetty beat Shawn Michaels for the IC title. Tony, you familiar with a bell that you have right in front of you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might want to ring that. All right, so Tony... May 17th, 1993. 
Shawn Michaels is very verbose. He challenges anyone, anywhere, anytime, any place. Vinnie Max in the ring. He tells him to shut his clam. And then, out of nowhere, guy, uh, jean shorts, pullover sweatshirt, sunglasses, hat, hood, comes out. It's Marty Jannetty. He accepts the challenge. Are you a man of your word, Shawn Michaels? Are you a man of your word? Mr. Perfect throws the towel in the face of Shawn Michaels. Marty Jannetty rolls him up. One, two, three. You're a new Intercontinental Champion. Marty Jannetty on May 17th, 1993 on Raw. T-Donk, well done. What number was it? A three, I said. Oh, did he? All right, so it's two, three, four. You have five, five, and one, I think. Yeah, yeah you have two, three, four. Yes, you have five yeah, and one. Yeah, two, three, four. Uh, Austin beating Kane the night after King of the Ring. No, we all saw that coming. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's not, it's not Cashin's. Uh, see, I don't know if you would count this one. Because I, I know it was kind of wiped. They all count. All right. Let's go with Chris Jericho beating Triple H. Fast count. No, that doesn't count. All right. Well, <laughs> and, <laughs> and was that a Raw or was that a SmackDown? I thought it was a Raw, wasn't it? Could it? Be a, it, it could be a Raw. I, was, I could be completely wrong. wrong. No, I didn't, I didn't think about it because I know he didn't end up winning. So no, it doesn't count. Oh, boy. Um, you guys might not get number one, which is. Was. Uh, Razor Ramon beating Rick Martel? No, that was that wasn't really a title change. That was a title held up. Okay, I know. So it was vacant, right, Nelly? Nelly gets it. Uh, okay, so that would eliminate that one too, right? What one? Bulldog and Owen for the European title. That would negate that as well. Okay. I will say, I, I mean, if we, if it, if it goes long, I'll give hints, but, um. Just let me know uh, when you guys are struggling. I see. I don't know if you'd put the Miz up there losing to Rey Mysterio. I don't know no, if you'd take John no, Cena losing no, to the, to to beating no. the the Rey Mysterio after that. No, 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 no. Um, that's actually that's a that you know what that was actually a big night, so that's not terrible. But no, it's John not. Cena beating Rey Mysterio. Yeah, after night? Rey Mysterio beat. Yeah, that's not that's not a terrible guess, and that probably would have made it. At some point, if I thought about it, are Did the it, matches? Uh, okay, let me ask. Let me ask a hint. Are the matches on the list like WWE Championship matches? Or I'll, I'll tell you that. But this is gonna you're, you'll get number one. Oh w, yeah, I see it. Mm. Is uh, I, I will uh, tell you this: Is RVD what? Eddie Guerrero IC ladder match on there? No. I will tell you this: one person in. Uh, in one of these matches has already been mentioned. Hmm. And is is Rocky Maivia beating Triple H for the IC title on that? No, Matt. That one just that one got cut for Sid and Brett. Okay. Didn't Triple H beat Rocky Maivia early on for the IC title on Raw? No, Thanks Rocky beat Perfect. Rocky beat Triple H, and then Owen beat Rocky. And no, but I thought thinking, you're thinking Triple H, Mark Marrow. That's what I was thinking, and that was Mr. Perfect turning heel. On, yeah, uh, faking on an injury Marrow. in the back so he couldn't yeah. wrestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Fuck! Wow, you guys are. Who did? There's, no, there's no chance you get number one then. Triple H beat the Big Show. Yeah, no, not there. 
Triple, I mean, no. I think once you guys hear these, you'll know that why they're there. And Triple H hasn't hasn't been mentioned yet. So if you're going that direction, then Austin Angle. Nope. All right. So one. All right. I'll I'll give the belts, tag titles, and Divas Championship. Oh God. And one person has already been named. So there you go. That's a whole lot of hints, but not in the correct order. Tag titles. I'm actually really shocked that Matt, you haven't gotten this one yet, to be honest. Is it Lita and Trish? No, I don't think that was a title. I don't think there was a title change there. If there was, it wouldn't be surprising either way. Tag titles. Hmm. Ah, I've already mentioned the guy. I've already mentioned him. The guy? Well, it's you know we've mentioned him. Oh fuck! It's um, it's Marty Jannetty and the kid and the um, the the fucking the fucking smoking guns. Nope, that's kind of correct, but not correct. The head shrinkers. Nope. No, wait, wait. Bam Bam Tatanka was Rumble, right? I mean, I mean, Tony got one of the teams right. Smoking guns, Owen and Yoko. Nope. No, I mean he got uh, Matt. So think about this. I already mentioned him once. The team is right, but the team that they beat is wrong. Haven't mentioned the team that they beat. The one, two, three kid of Marty Jannetty against the Quebecers. There you go, January tenth, nineteen ninety four, number five. Uh, big to do. No one saw it coming. Uh, they end up losing the belt like Marty Jannetty tends to do when he wins a championship. Loses it in the next week, either at a house show or another taping, and and they did. So, but one, two, three, kid and Marty Jannetty beat the Quebecers January tenth, nineteen ninety four, on Monday Night Raw. Macho Man was very happy for them. And okay. so the so number one is a number Divas one title change. Number one is a Divas. It wasn't Paige's debut defeating AJ Lee. Tony, how's that bell working out for you? <laughs> Paige in her this first is my house. Paige in her first appearance, as far as my research went, her first appearance on Monday Night Raw as she didn't. I don't know if she had the belt on her, but she was the NXT champion at the time, the first ever NXT Women's Champion. Uh, Paige beats AJ Lee in her debut uh, on April seventh, two thousand fourteen. I just think the parameters of the match, her being the NXT champion, it's her first appearance. It's it that's just number one worthy for me. Paige, AJ Lee. So to recap, number five, one, two, three, kid and Marty Jannetty beat the Quebecers for the tie team championships on January 10th, 1994. Psycho Sid defeats Bret Hart on February 17th, 1997 for the WWE Championship. Number three, Marty Jannetty surprises Shawn Michaels and with the help of Mr. Perfect defeats him for the Intercontinental Championship on May 17th, 1993. Number two, Mick Foley. That'll put some butts in the seats. Beats Triple H. No, he beats The Rock. I'm sorry. I had him beating Triple H. He actually beat The Rock and Triple H was there with DX. January 4th, 1999. Page defeats AJ Lee as number one for the Divas Championship on April 7th. 2014. Some shocking ones, boys. I liked it. Good list. 
Really good list. Great, great list, Kevin. Thank you so much. Um, just a friendly reminder. Tony hates guests. That's right. Very good point. And it's about that time for us to be going home. Oh, shit. Yeah. Today? Really? I wasn't in the itinerary in the text. Oh, okay. I wasn't well, sure if you actually committed to it. Going home is coming back, and that's a little thing we were doing back in the day when yeah. we were getting together in studio shows. So we would pick a, just a little snippet to talk about before we went home. Uh, I have one for you. Okay. All right. Um, MMA, WWE, superstar, wrestler, whatever you want to call him, Cain Velasquez. Uh, he is currently. He is being, not going home. He's being held without bail. Yeah, he was he arrested for a attempted murder. Um he uh he found out that someone in his family was being abused yeah. a very young child being abused by a very older man and uh he decided to take matters into his own hands uh and he followed uh this person and his stepfather for about 10 miles on a high speed th- chase and then stuck a gun in the car and shot uh the stepfather uh in the leg i believe yeah. um and then he was arrested, and he was being held without bail. Um, obviously, I think a lot of people can relate to this because they would probably want to do the same thing. Yep. Um, but that's what the police are there for, or supposed to be there for. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just a terrible story, a terrible situation. Um, he got a, a cup of coffee in the WWE, did some stuff in AAA, uh, UFC legend, and uh, looks like he's going to be spending a little time in the clink. Um, again, there's, there's no way he's getting convicted. There's no way a jury's finding him guilty of anything. Come on. It all depends on how good the prosecutor is, Tony. You know that if he can really paint it, that he had really no discretion in doing this, then he's going to like, he went out of his way. He'll probably get a lighter. He'll probably plead out to something, but unless he wants to go to trial. The worst, the worst part was the reason why the guy was in the vehicle with his stepfather was because they were going to get an ankle bracelet or some shit because he was under house arrest. Yeah, but you still can't. I mean, I, I get it, but I would. Yeah, again, we would all we would all do the same thing. There's got to be a point though when you're chasing somebody for ten fucking miles on the highway that like you've got to have a moment where it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, and then you just power through it to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it just thinks that the guy got let go when he was arrested. He got let go. Mm-hmm. He was just released because you know what? I, I don't want to get political here, but bail reform is terrible. But a hundred percent, hundred percent. That's it. But which is the funny thing because now this guy molested a kid and he's out, and yeah. Cain Velasquez killed. I like, want, wanted to shoot the guy that did it, and he's going to be. Yep. yep. And he's being held. So, yep. Matt, I got it going home. By the way, <sighs> you guys. All right, killing me. My going home. We talked about Vader being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Why don't we talk about a friend of the show, Pat's guest, being inducted into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame? It was announced that Carrie Silken will be inducted into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame, joining Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, uh, the Briscoes. Uh, and that's all I know so far. But Carrie Silken, a hell of a guy, hell of a guest, hell of an entertainer. CM fun, fun talk. It, it seemed, I wasn't sure if CM Punk was 100% announced. Uh, if it was so CM Punk, I missed that one, but yeah, but Carrie Silken is right there with the punkster and he's a heck of a guy. 
and uh, a fun talk. So there you go. Congrats, Carrie Silken. I got it going home. Oh, boy. It's good night, Gracie, isn't it? You fuck! <laughs> oh, I hate you. Like a book, T-Donk. Like, subscribe, rate, review, five stars on all the social medias, at Wizards Podcast, on all the podcast platforms, on the social media platforms where you're listening and watching us right now. Why not? We deserve it, right? Otherwise, you want to sit around for two hours and 51 minutes and 19 seconds. Jesus, this was a long show. <laughs> so much for this. <laughs> well, look, man, Carl Fredericks was an amazing guest. Please be sure to follow him, Carl Fredericks underscore Twitter and Instagram. Uh, check him out on New Japan Strong. Uh, man, we talked to him for almost an hour and we talked about a ton of shit. It was awesome. Uh, it was awesome. Next week, we'll be back. Anthony Henry, he will be joining us. Uh, we're going to be doing a little Wizards Rewind. WCW Uncensored 99 is... Uh, no, it wasn't Uncensored, was it? Super Brawl. Well, it was WCW Uncensored. Flair, Flair Hogan in the cage? WCW Uncensored 99. Beautiful. I, I knew that. So we'll be talking. We talk I, I think Kevin picked it, didn't he? I did yes. pick it, but I didn't think it. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Look at that. What are you going to do? Uh, we'll be talking, do a little Wizards Rewind with that next week. Anthony Henry next week, formerly of NXT. You know, him from Evolve. He was teamed with JD Drake. Uh, great talent. He'll be joining us. Um, Jake yeah. Something's a free agent. Who? Jake Something. <laughs> Jake Something is a free agent. There you go. You go home, uh, so like Tony said, rate, review, subscribe, um, wherever you're listening to the podcast. Uh, and uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe, leave a comment. And uh, we'll be back next week with another exciting edition of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Oh, shit. I got to go home. And it's not good night, Gracie. James hmm. Rolf, a.k.a. The, the angry video game nerd, posted a picture of himself. With a Miko Mania t-shirt. That's pretty fucking cool. Alright. There you Good go. Good night, Gracie. Shit. You fuckers. Good night.